I do not even know how to like start in with this. Like the world is shit. I don't know what to say. What the fuck is wrong? Uh, at the time of this recording, it's June 8th, 2020, and this has been a very biblical year so far. Oh my god. I'll just start there. An interesting there. week. <laughs> um, well, Jesse was just telling me that Minneapolis is, uh, get, not getting rid of. Not only defunding the police, but they are debanding the police, which means they're basically taking, from what I understand, they're basically taking the police and the police department in Minneapolis and starting over. Yeah. Which means there will be no police for mm-hmm. a certain amount of time. They're trying to figure out how the community can police itself. Police itself which, which is not a new idea at all. Mm-mm. If yeah. you're familiar with the Black Panthers. Yeah, so uh, they were somewhere, wasn't it? Six Atlanta? days ago, yeah. So who was somewhere? Was the Black Panthers were somewhere. Oh, you mean the new Black Panthers? The new, well, yeah, the new. Yeah, the, they're the, kind of different now. Well, okay, I don't. I didn't realize different. Di- I, okay, I'm not an expert in any of this, right? <laughs> but the new Black Panthers. I mean, a lot of the original Black Panthers ended up dead or mm-hmm. in political exile, so the new Black Panthers are kind of considerably quieter, or more under the radar with a lot of stuff. And like, but they're still very like community oriented, oriented like the OG mm-hmm. Black Panthers, because um, the Black Panthers started out as a lunch program. Yeah, they're handing yeah. out free lunches. That's what. Uh, did y'all know Shaka Khan was a Black Panther? No. When she was like a teenager, just out of high school. She handed out lunches and wherever she's from, I forget now. But yeah, she totally was. Um, at one point, kind of, she got out of it before they got sort of national attention, because the national attention is sort of what caused the radical like the radicalizing of the black panthers and like the white history book anyway even though the black panthers were just kind of trying to do their own thing and just wanted to the only reason they ever took up arms was because of the the police in oakland you know like because it was a self-defense thing but anyway what were they doing in atlanta Stephen Roberts, everybody, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Stephen Roberts. I should introduce myself. Need, uh, That's the voice of reason. Need to let everybody know well, who we're going to have to probably edit around that anyway, because <laughs> Axel's like, how can I fuck He's this first? <laughs> also, Axel, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> uh-huh. yeah. We are Hicks. We have a hunting dog in the yeah. podcast taping. Totally appropriate. It's Tennessee. Oh, yeah. But yeah, they, I think that they, it was just like a, a part of the protest in Atlanta. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they were just up on the courthouse steps. Yeah. yeah, it makes sense for them to be visible, I guess. Uh, ooh. <laughs> I need to. I'm gonna try to edit out all my I guesses ahead of like before you guys need to. Yeah. I'm well, a, it, okay. You said you guess. Is there a reason that maybe they it wouldn't be necessary for them to be visible? I just. Uh, I just tend to do that because I tend to second guess things I say. I'm just like I'll just okay, be like I guess because I have low self esteem. Um, <laughs> Same. I haven't really We're been all millennials. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, to like I haven't really been paying too much attention to the new Black Panthers because they don't really have a presence in yeah. Tennessee. You know. Well, that's why I was so surprised to like see something about them. I, bl- on my, on my I believe there media. would be a presence of them in Atlanta though because it's in Atlanta. Yeah. Um, for the record, I'm a, the brown dude in the room. 
<laughs> I feel like I need to say that before I start saying some of the stuff I'm going to start saying because I'm sure there'll be somebody be like, he doesn't sound black to me. I'm just going to go ahead and nip just that in the bud. I was going to very yeah, not very include much. that in my introduction. Yeah. Yeah. This is Stephen Roberts, our black friend. Yeah. <laughs> like, but when I start talking like the harder shit, I, you yeah. know, I don't don't want anybody to break the goddamn net. <laughs> Who is this fucking dude? Like, I'm talking for like black folks. It's like, you know, like which I'm going to try my best to not speak for all black people anyway cuz Yeah. That's kind of hard cuz yeah. I mean like it's it's a your community. Yeah. And, uh, and sometimes that it will Okay, I'm going to try not to speak for all black people mainly because <laughs> I'm only half black and being a light-skinned dude a lot of times I got to be careful because it's it's a hair, it's a little bit of a minefield. A lot mm-hmm. of darker skinned folks don't really like light skinned people and vice versa. Why is that? Um, light skinned people tend to be sort of bougie. I mean, to put it which I used to kinda I used to kinda not understand it myself. I used to be like, Why the fuck do I get so much shit? Like from mm-hmm. my dark skinned cousins and stuff, like yeah. oh yeah, you think you're better than us type shit and I was just like, No, I don't, I just mm-hmm. fucking cannot throw a ball as good as you, homie. <laughs> I just like video games. I don't think I'm better than you. I just yeah. literally am a nerd. Sports wasn't my thing. Yeah, like you know Metroid is. I'm talking yeah, a lot of my cousins were like, you know, a lot more athletic than me and shit. Yeah. Uh but uh it's, I mean, basically colorism, you know, it's deep-seated slave shit, you know. The house slaves were people that their mom got raped by the master or the overseer, mm-hmm. and they deliberately, history lesson, they would deliberately make these slaves above the field hands so that way they could create a division and keep everybody pissed off at each other because it's easier to keep people down if you're just fucking with them psychologically. Yeah, yeah. You know, it really destroys morale to have these people's kids thinking they're better than you. Um, you know, your fucking little nephew is light-skinned because he's his daddy's the Massa, you know? It's yeah. some fucked up shit. So really, this is carried on to the present day because a lot mm-hmm. of light-skinned people do sort of have bad attitudes, or not sort of, they do have bad attitudes. And it took me a really long time to understand that, too, because I just... I mean, I was raised by my black side of the family. It had nothing mm-hmm. ever to do with the white side. Yeah. I had a white stepdad briefly, but without getting too far into that, I never I never yeah, considered him my daddy. I never yeah. thought he was my daddy. And he was a real shithead. Yeah. So there was no love. So it wasn't like a real relationship I had. I can't say it was like my first relationship with a white person or anything. Yeah. Like we didn't know each other, yeah. really. He did get me into comic books, I guess, and porn. Yeah. But <laughs> if anything, that's like a knock on his character right there. <laughs> I was about to say, how old are you? I was fucking too young. Let me tell you what. It's like, but it, I don't think he understood that. Like, don't just leave your porn on floppy disks lying around. You yeah. Know? Like, and because it, it's like organ. This is the era of floppy disks. <laughs> this is how far back this is. I was literally five. Um, but yeah, and I'd just be like. I was just a nosy motherfucker, and I was really interested in computers. Yeah. So I was just like, what's on these floppy disks? Fucking anime titties. <laughs> um, such a weird thing in, like, 95. Yeah, like... <laughs> um, but anyway, there is this... There is a little bit of a schism between light skin and dark skin people. It depends. There are a lot of dark skin people who try to move past that stuff. Same thing with light skin people. Yeah. But what I was trying to say is when I got to college, I met... Especially because I went to Belmont University, which yeah. is a predominantly white institution in Nashville, Tennessee. If you don't know, chances are you probably do listen to this podcast, honestly. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> it's, 
I was like, I know this place is going to be wide as hell. It's wider than my hometown. I'm from a place mm-hmm. called McMinnville, Tennessee, and McMinnville, Tennessee is Which like is white. It's white. <laughs> it's like ninety five percent. No, it's like ninety yeah. percent white because it has a big Latina community. I'm forgetting my statistics on that. I used to go around saying that shit all the time at Belmont. I was so uppity. Anyway, <laughs> Belmont is like ninety six percent white. Mm-hmm. It's rough. Like Belmont's so white mm. that to get black kids in the door, they just give a scholarship to five metro area kids every year and just give them a full fucking ride. They, there's nothing else they can do. Because yeah. let me tell you, black people don't want to go to school there. And mm-hmm. I figured out why when I went there. Um, the whole place is still plantation styled, for God's sake. And I decided that I would try to overlook that for four years. Like, how yeah. bad could it possibly be? Turns out that the white people who go there kind of suck. But <laughs> um, I met a lot of light skinned people there. You know, I totally. There were plenty of black people on that campus that I assume lumped me in with them. It might be that I'm an atheist. A lot of yeah. the black people on that campus were Christian and. Well, it's a Christian university. Yeah, and yeah, and I'm. <laughs> I'm not only like agnostic atheist. I am like this, just this, the just the picture of like the weird black dude in the room. Mm-hmm. You know, like I've been wearing the same clothes I got since I was like fucking eighteen. I don't care. Like I don't. Get, I've got a big fro. I don't get haircuts when I should and shit. Mm-hmm. Black people are really obsessed with their hair. I mean, I'm half black. I don't care about my fucking hairline. It's not yeah. like you can really, like, my kitchen doesn't look that fucked up. Yeah. For the white people listening, the kitchen is the back of your neck. <laughs> um, but, uh, you know, I've just always been this weird cat, this anti-materialist cat who's an agnostic atheist. I think a lot of black people at Belmont were just like, what the fuck is this? And that's mm-hmm. easy to translate. The, oh, you just think you're better than us instead of just being like, you know, I'm just an individual. Yeah, yeah. Um, but I met a lot of light-skinned dudes at Belmont that were just... Or light-skinned. <laughs> I, I probably shouldn't call anybody out specifically, but I met a lot of people who were light-skinned at Belmont that were just like the sitting picture of how dark-skinned people kind of talk about light-skinned people. Mm-hmm. As just like thinking they're better, denying their blackness, and being downright anti-black at some points. Especially because respectability politics is really strong for light-skinned people. Because when you're light-skinned, you can, especially if you pass, you know, you can just slide mm. through life passing. And even if you don't pass, like, I've had people say all kinds of fucked up shit to me just because they're like, oh, you're light-skinned. Especially when Obama became president, right? Yeah. It's like, oh, you're, you're like an Obama. Jeez, fucking, I swear to God, I hate that shit. Yeah. So you get, like, these things that dark-skinned people won't get because, like, especially white people in our generation and the generation right before us, they're pretty comp weirdly comfortable not maybe not comfortable but like trying to be comfortable with biracial people Mm -hmm. so you get a lot of like questionable shit as a biracial dude that like you can either recognize for what it is and like misplace like prejudices and biases and stereotypes or like a lot of light-skinned belmont kids you can just kind of go oh well i'm gonna be the token negro now yeah and i'm just gonna like rock with all this fucked up shit never really argue with any of these people um, about how fucked up this is and how mm. I'm sort of othered by these things and these questions. And there are a lot of Belmont kids who were just like light-skinned kids who were okay with that. And that was when I learned, oh, I don't like light-skinned people either. <laughs> 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 Honestly, and so it's really easy for me now just to be like, yeah, I, I, I feel it. And they kind of, if I have to win somebody over, it's fine. There's some people you don't win over. Yeah. But uh, especially since I have a white girlfriend, when people figure that out, they kind of get weird about it sometimes. Really? Yeah, you can't. How can you be pro-black but have a white girlfriend, right? That's who you love. Yeah, but that's that gets died. There's an episode of Atlanta 
where they touch on that for a second that I really like. You guys watch Atlanta? Yeah. 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 Do you you guys know which one I'm talking about in the second mm-hmm. season? I don't think so. It's when they go to because it's uh, they go to Drake's a party at Drake's. Um, what's her oh, name? Oh, but but he's oh, but is Drake white in that episode? No, Drake's the... just not there. It's just like a. It's like a Gatsby situation. Yeah, well, one of her <laughs> friends said it was that Drake would be there, but it's sort of like she's like, what's her name? What is fucking Donald Glover's character's girlfriend or baby mama's name? It turns out that her and her friends, I cannot remember. It's like it's like a T. Good Lord, I haven't watched this show in a minute. Oh, I can't remember her name. But her and her homies are basically like, too poor and low class for their rich friend who hooked him up at the party to actually go to the after party where Drake mm-hmm. is actually at. Yeah. I think it's supposed to actually be Drake's house. It's just like he doesn't actually show up there and there's like a like a <laughs> there's like a an after after party. The after after party. <laughs> and they're at the after party where like they kinda like it's sort of like a purposeful God, they put it in the show in a way that like is easier to articulate and my nerd ass is out here looking for like big words, but it's basically like a distraction. It's like, mm-hmm. send all the ladies who want to meet Drake here who think they're going to meet Drake and keep him out of my face, yeah. you know? Cause like it's, in, I guess it's like a thing in Atlanta that everybody knows where Drake lives or some shit yeah. in Atlanta. I don't know. It might just be one of those things like the Justin Bieber episode was yeah. a little bit fantastic and that might not happen to anybody. Maybe it happens to Donald Glover cause he's fucking Donald, Donald Glover. Glover. <laughs> um, but, uh, they touch on that for a minute because one of her friends is like eyeballing this ball player who's brought his white girlfriend. It's not a ball player. He's an actor. I can't remember his name either. But he's got his white girlfriend. She's eyeballing him all mean the whole time. And then she ends up having this exchange with a white girl. And <laughs> they touch on that. And she ends up saying something along the lines of, well, I didn't have any time. A black woman ain't got time for no community theater-ass niggas. <laughs> yeah, I think that uh, sort of, you know. Sums it up, at least. It's a, uh, yeah. I mean, in a way, but also, like, the rest of that conversation is sort of more illuminating as far as, like, the way black people sort of feel about that. Mm-hmm. Um sort of a well yeah I mean <laughs> I've had that conversation with my aunts and uncles and it's been a sort of an awkward conversation it's like how down can you be for the cause if you've got a white girlfriend because mm-hmm. especially if you're a little bit older than us you remember very distinctly the Reagan era <laughs> and if you're much older than that you remember very distinctly <laughs> segregation <laughs> especially here because I mean they told the South to desegregate in 68, and when you know what the South did? Especially the rural South? Send troops out here, then yeah. that's what they did. There are places in Arkansas and Mississippi that didn't desegregate until the 80s and shit. You know? So, I mean, I remember there's, there's a place called Forest City in Arkansas. I was passing through on the road one time. I'm a bass player. And I was on a, I was on a, like a weekend warrior type run for a couple days. And we were passing through. Oh, we were going to South by actually. God damn, that's a long drive. So we were driving to Texas and we were passing through Forest City, Arkansas. And I was like, I bet this place is called Forest City because of Nathan Bedford <laughs> Forest. <laughs> it was. Because he passed through there one time during the Civil War and put a camp there. So therefore, you know, build a fucking Forest village. City, yeah. You know, and Forest City didn't desegregate their prom until 1998. 
Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. I was four. Shouts out to Forest City, you fucks. <laughs> <laughs> but, oh uh... God. I hope we don't have any listeners from Forest City. There is this idea... <laughs> I hope we do, so they know they're fucking wrong. <laughs> <laughs> but, go, there's this idea that, like, you can't be telling the truth to your white girlfriend, probably, because a lot of these folks remember times when you just couldn't say shit to white people. And, yeah. you know, that's still kind of true. And my position is like a biracial dude sort of makes it all wibbly wobbly, mm-hmm. honestly, because like, fuck, I'm a biracial dude, dude. Like I've, I've had, I've had like, fucking, this is a little fucked up. <laughs> Not trying to be misogynoir or anything, but I've had like fine ass Persian ladies be like, mm-hmm. yo, and start speaking their language. You know, yes. and I'm like, <laughs> not me. <laughs> like, I was like, I'm a hick ass motherfucker, you know? I would yeah, love to be able right to conversate with you, though. But had the same I thing can. happen to me with, like, Latino folks, you know? And, like, it's just like, yeah, because I'm, like, racially ambiguous as a motherfucker, especially yeah. when my hair was shorter. Yeah. Um, and I think I carry myself more obviously, like, an African American dude now. Less people do that now. Um, because I've, over my life, I've tried to not. I'm really. I'm a code switcher. Um, you guys know what that is? No. I feel like I should explain no. it for the podcast. Yeah, yeah. Um, code switching. So there's there's obviously like black people tend to talk differently. Yeah. Besides the fact we tend to use our chest voices and stuff, like mm-hmm. we have different vernacular and shit. So it's just the idea that like a black person can like swap dialects Mm -hmm. it's basically all it is shorthand for that um i've always been like particularly good at it um and like my aunts and uncles do it just like to a lesser degree but like i'm sort of like the worst about it and Mm -hmm. it's it took me a really long time to like stop doing it because you kind of figure out really early on that if you talk to white people like you're white and kind of mirror them you get further Mm -hmm. when you're a black person even if you're a biracial black person. And so I think that's sort of followed me around because, you know, in the workplace, I'm, I'll, I'll, because I subconsciously do it. Mm-hmm. And I've totally had, you know, people at work, you know, black people be like, what the fuck is, it's like, you're a kiss ass. And it's like, nah, I mean, it's like you talk to fucking, <laughs> if you talk to Kevin like that, he just <laughs> likes you better. It's, it's subconscious. I just, I don't even I'm mean to do Kevin it. Kevin was the whitest name that he could think of. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, and, but, you know, those, those conversations I've had about like how fluidly I code switch because a lot of black people just have to try harder than me. So yeah. it kind of puts them off and they're like, oh shit, you just speak well, you white people fluently. That's like 95%. I grew up in one of the whitest places around. <laughs> around. Really. Yeah, that um, is still. <laughs> Yeah, having you know, rural Tennessee, man. Um, so that's totally where I got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. but uh, I've made an effort to sort of like peel that back and be like mm-hmm. comfortably myself, as opposed to always be trying to talk to y'all like in the white guy voice, because it's just kind of it's just kind of fucked up. Yeah, and there's like a there's a level of psychological trauma that's honestly behind mm-hmm. code switching because it is something you do to get through life and it's sure as fuck something i do when i'm running to a cop you know yeah exactly yeah Yeah, that's something that i didn't know existed (laughs) yeah Yeah, totally so like it's like the movie black klansman it's like that guy yeah 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 yeah, well there's another uh it's the guy that's in atlanta too and he's like a uh a tele the teleprompter guy and he has like his white voice oh yeah what is that I was gonna drive. The, the isn't it? 
isn't that the same dude who's the black news anchor in like everything? Yeah. Well, he's in like Knives Out and Isn't he's he in, in Parks and Rec? Isn't he the dude in Is he in Parks What's and the Rec? name of the newscaster in Parks and Rec? No, not Pert Hadley. Not oh. Pert. No, Who's the guy about? that's uh Donald Glover's friend, the weird one that picks up the piano. Oh, fucking the... Lakeith Stanfield's yeah, yes, character yes, fucking yes, yeah. Darius. Yeah, Darius, I can remember his yeah. name. Yo, but that's the that dog movie. with the Texas on him. <laughs> I fucking love Darius, man. That fucking weird motherfucker. <laughs> but he's in a movie that like he plays, like, uh, he's working for a telephone company, and he's, like, having to do cold calls. Mm-hmm. And, like, when he uses his, like, natural speaking voice, all, all like, the white women and, like, white dudes will just hang up the phone on him. But mm-hmm. then he's, like, got his white voice. Yeah. And it's Patton Oswald. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> Patton Oswald. Yeah, that's a perfect, that's the, that's, I love that shit. Post-production, that's so funny. That's real, though, especially when I get on the phone, man. Yeah, 100%. If I need to get anything done, it is not getting done in Patois, man. You know, like, <laughs> you know no one gives a fuck about me if I'm speaking. And, and it, some people clearly still can't tell because, like, even my natural voice, like, my aunts and uncles, it's, I'm glad that as I've gotten older, they've come clean to me about this because, like, when I was a kid, they just gave me shit. But apparently they all got, they all get that they talk white, too. So that makes me feel better about it, but sometimes mm-hmm. people still are like, you still talk white. Even yeah. <laughs> my actual speaking voice. That's funny as shit. Uh, but, definitely helps on the phone, 100%. Yeah. Especially when you're talking to doctors. <laughs> Let me tell you, like, I don't know if doctors are just disrespectful to white people, but they're disrespectful as shit to black people. Yeah. I mean, I guess the Tuskegee experiments, I guess black mothers yeah. can't give birth. Like, I think black mothers die giving birth like four times more often than white people. Jesus. Yeah, that if you start like really digging into the statistics of systemic racism and try to make it something you can remember because you're me and you spend a lot of your life arguing with white people about whether or not racism exists, you kind of get depressing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I can imagine it drives you fucking crazy too. It's just like these are hard statistics that you can like look up and you're still not believing me. It would probably drive me crazier if I didn't just if I haven't just accepted by now that most people are just too stupid for statistical analysis. Yeah. Or at least they're just not the interested that are in doing it right. Too. Yeah, you know, like yeah, it's just I mean, like you know, they're not. They don't have all the crayons in the box. Yeah, and it's, so at least I'm not a total fucking moron. And I, I want to sound like I have some kind of levity and like I'm trying to have some sort of sympathy for all the poor white people on this in this country, who are totally just in this position of not knowing any better, not really knowing how to not be shit on by the are you government. About people that have like never left their hometown. Never or... left Lehigh County. Yep. Yeah, I'm yeah. talking about these people because I know these people and like some of them are perfectly well-meaning, just also racist to shit. Yeah. And I want to have sympathy, but it gets harder and harder and harder as I get older because, well, cause like my aunts and uncles have been trying to tell me for a long time, they're, there's a lot of hate in a lot of white people's hearts that you're not breaking through. And mm-hmm. you know, I was raised by people who, like my auntie who raised me was born in 1960. Mm -hmm. She has a problem with white people. It ain't going anywhere. Yeah. Because she can't trust them. Because it took until 72 for me to desegregate. She grew up in a segregated town after the federal government said, hey, quit that shit. You know? And that, and it's not like racism just up and walked out the fucking door of the county when yeah, it's right. 72, right? Yeah. This is a whole narrative that Martin Luther King got assassinated and he that dude who killed him was the last fucking racist and sunshine and rainbows after that. Mm-hmm. You know, it's exactly what we get taught in school, basically, especially in the South. 
Shouts to anybody listening in Europe because I'm sure that's blowing your mind. <laughs> I love meeting like Canadians and like <laughs> shit, and they're just like, "What did they tell you in high school?" <laughs> I'm like, "No, dead ass." It's <laughs> just like textbooks hey, are meaningless. I tell people this all the time. I grew up in Texas, mm-hmm. and before I moved out of Texas, I didn't know the South lost the Civil War. You are shitting me, Jesse. I was making a mistake drinking some water. And they nap. never told us that we won, but they sure should have told us that we lost. <laughs> it's, like, it's like a nom thing. And I don't like mean, and I don't, I don't mean, I don't mean we as in we. I mean the South. Yeah, because yeah, that's where, where I grew where up. Where we are yeah. currently. Yeah. yeah, yeah. They were like, we're gonna just skip on to the next chapter now. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, but there's still a chapter in the yeah. Civil War. They're like, no, there's not. These pages go. They're ripped out of the book. Yeah, I mean that that's an honest to god problem to this day because the Reconstruction was supposed to help the South recover from the fact that the entire economy was built on slavery. Mm-hmm. And also, like, rehabilitate everybody, quit being so hard on them. But the federal government kind of, like, it was a pretty half-hearted effort. Yeah. And, you know, the Klan started, and the federal government was just like, oh, shit, they started a whole organization just based around fucking lynching people. Yeah. Like, you're trying to vote and stuff. But that's the entire purpose of the Klan when it started in Lynchburg, Tennessee, was to oppose any Reconstruction-era policy and to keep black people from voting. That's all the Klan did for the first two years was run black people away from polls. Mm. So if you ever wonder why black people have problems voting, because the Klan would the lynch Klan. your ass if they got a hold of your ass mm-hmm. at the poll. They just would. Jesus you would die. Christ. And white people would watch. White people would have fucking picnics. And if you want to, you can find books with pictures of this, of people hanging out. It's Have crazy. There's, there's a tree in McMinnville called the birthing tree. They also hung niggas from it. And you could find pictures of just throngs of white people chilling while a man just dangles. Oh, God. For if voting. Just, if you dig through. For, for voting. And for other stuff. You yeah. know, for looking at a white woman wrong, right. of course. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but, or just, you know, being in the way at all. Because a lot of lynchings were just kind of vigilante justice type shit. It's yeah. just like somebody mm-hmm. stole something from Mr. Robertson's store. So it must be, like, some nigga. Or if... Or if, like, what's one of the instances in history where just they started to just, like, there was just a backlash against black people? Well, I guess it's the end of the Civil War. Yeah, yeah the Klan. It was just, like, because the Klan was running people from the polls, but they were just, like, lynching mm-hmm. black people. Well, that's for like, uh, you brought up looking at a, a white woman wrong. That's what they hung Emmett Till for, mm-hmm. wasn't it? Well, they didn't even hang Emmett Till. Yeah, they, they, they just brutalized them. Brutalized Emmett Till. Yeah. And for anybody who doesn't know, the woman who claimed that he, like, wolf-whistled at her, which, even if that was true, is that a Not penalty a murderable punishable? Offense. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> she admitted on her deathbed she made all that shit up. Oh, fuck that. Straight up. It was, like, last year or two years ago. Oh, man. And she just, like, couldn't live with it anymore. Yeah, on your deathbed when you're done living. Mm-hmm. So oh. she when you still believe in God and you're trying to get into heaven and yeah. you have to repent <laughs> like, your oh, sins, God. of course you can't live yeah. with it anymore. God. And yeah, bitch. that was in like 1913 or some yeah, shit. I mean, it was a long ass time. Yeah, or 1923. Because she would be old as fuck, fuck if she died. <laughs> <laughs> um, I think it was like, or maybe it was even 19. I gotta Google this. I'm bad. Um, well, while you're Googling that, I have. Sure question kind of i think i don't know <laughs> um, just like so you opener. yeah you were saying like well not a question what was i gonna say 
I was going to touch up statement. on statement. You go ahead, because I feel like so. Oh, he, he died in 1955. I'm all sorts of fucked up. <laughs> all sorts of fucked up. They call it a lynching, and they really ought to call it just straight up a brutalization. They yeah. beat the shit up. They drug him behind like horses it's and shit. Yeah. They like cut off his hands and yeah. feet. They ripped his toenails and fingernails off. Yeah, because okay, she okay. claimed that he whistled at her. Yeah, yeah like the wolf whistle in a store. Like... Yeah, he was supposed, and he was a. Uh, he was like twelve or eleven. Yeah, he's like, he, was he was a child. He was a preteen. I mean, I honestly young. get up. He was fourteen. I honestly mix up how they brutalized him just because there's so many different ways people have been brutalized. Fuck. He's supposed to have said, "Bye, baby." Grabbed her and made lewd advances and wolf whistled. According to this article, I'm looking at. I remember the wolf whistling thing. It doesn't matter. Yeah. Well, the cool thing about this, the, the, one of the most badass things that Emma Till's mom did was decide to have an open casket funeral. And she said something along the lines of, so these, so these people can see what they did to my boy. Mm -hmm. So they can see what they did to my boy. And it's just like, that's always sent a chill up my spine. Yeah. Yeah. You know, just like having like, just the for like the foresight or is it the yeah, word that, yeah. to say like did the people that kill Emmett Till end up going to the funeral too like nah I don't think so um just kind of a a, a statement just <laughs> apparently those the people who beat the shit out of him like did go to trial on the all-white jury took less than an hour to issue a verdict of not guilty, explaining that they believe the state had failed to prove the identity of the body because the body was... Mutilated. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah but she... Uh, an African-American magazine published a photo of the corpse because she did that. Uh, 2017. Yeah. This Google article attributes it to a book. Like maybe it came out on the book, The Blood of Emmett Till, that Carolyn... And the woman's name who started this was Carolyn Bryant. Oh, what it was is that book came out a couple years ago, and she, whenever she died, she admitted to the author that she had made it all up. Um, apparently, I think is what it was. The, one of the things that was weird to me is that the author kind of sat on that for, for until he put his book out, but white people be white people. And... Uh, Anywho, did you, did you remember your question? I wanted to touch up on no. the fact. With, Go ahead. So, with, with the state of everything right now, and you were talking about how, like, you being mixed, you've grown up having people that have two black parents kind of looking at you differently so with the state of the world right now is that still happening or is there kind of like starting to be more of a bond to kind of realize that you have to be one black community against kind of the police brutality the the white supremacists that are now coming in mm-hmm. on greyhound buses and causing riots to, yeah. to break up these like peaceful protests I wish I could say it's that simple because there's still plenty of light skinned people who just aren't ready to like get out there and really do the work yeah um, so it's kind of a case by case basis. I feel like for me and mm-hmm. I feel like I find myself like kind of acting dark skinned and it's sort of like 
evaluating on a case by case basis myself. Is this light skinned motherfucker really down? Mm-hmm. Are they worth me fucking with? Um, you know, and like you know, there are plenty of people in like a work environment that are just like, oh, I don't like him because he's. I don't, I don't relate to him. There's nothing I can talk yeah. to him about. And blah, yeah. blah, blah. I'm a dude from McMinnville. And, you know, particularly people who grew up, like, in Nashville and kind of, like, are just more, for lack of a better way to put it, blackity black than me. You know, especially, like, black women will kind of be like, what, you know, I ain't got time for no computer theater ass yeah. niggas. Um, but, uh, <laughs> I s- <laughs> no shade at all. I understand. Um, <laughs> it, yeah, it's kind of case by case because you just can't. Like for example, like Sean King mm-hmm. comes under fire a lot because he he's collected a lot of money he was supposed to use for one thing that he just didn't, and he tends to there. There's a lot of like controversy about him not working with like black staffs to do like the ostensibly like. Because just everybody in the public eye, like Sean King's that dude on Twitter who's like, really Black Lives Matter, yeah. blah, blah. But he apparently, this is such a weird thing, because there are a lot of black people who are like, really standing him right now, but I've mm. never met them. They're just yeah. on Twitter. But most of the people I've met, because you can really, you could, if you look into him, you can figure out real quick he's pretty fucking shady. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't really look like he's just down. As he sounds like, he's acting like he is. And it mm-hmm. kind of looks like he's just straight up afraid of black people. From my light-skinned perspective. Because <laughs> I've met plenty of light-skinned people who are just straight up just afraid of black people. I feel like there's been plenty of people who have been like, oh, you're just like afraid of black people probably. For me, I, I remember my auntie used to <laughs> be like, well, you just don't like black folks. Because, long story short, my biological mom is a crazy son of a gun. And she really does not like being black. And it's come up... I, I, it took me a really long time to realize that. I realized it like I was talking to her yesterday. I was like, you just don't like being black. I realized I was talking to her because I barely talked to her because she's kind of a piece of shit. Mm. Um, she, she was never, you know, there for me or my five siblings. And she has a very, like, rudimentary childlike worldview because she started doing crack when she was, like, 16. Oh, shit. And her mm. brain just never got past that point. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. she never really stopped. <laughs> yeah. Um, so she doesn't understand really that she did anything wrong. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, so she's an interesting person, but I realized she just doesn't like being black. And my auntie, cause I look so much like her and I kind of talk like her. I think mm-hmm. my auntie just like expected me to do all the same shit. Yeah. And that was one of those things because I was just trying to orient myself in the world as a mixed dude. Mm-hmm. And she thought in McMinnville with majority white people. And I think, and she was really hard on me in general. Um, I love her to death. She was fucking hard on me. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was just trying to prevent me becoming my mom. And I think that was the impetus for that. And she did kind of give me a complex, like, in a way, you know. And I think I think some light-skinned people handle that complex. I think that's probably how I get viewed sometimes. Sometimes some light-skinned people handle that by being anti-black. And some light-skinned people are like, go all the way the other way. And it's like, mm-hmm. I'm black, y'all. I'm black, y'all, and I'm blacker than black, and I'm black, y'all. And it's like they're going, you know, like, and they just, like, they everything they do has to be, like, blackity black, or nobody, like, they can't, you mm-hmm. know, and I, I'm trying to find some kind of stasis in the in-between for myself. Um, rambling now. To answer the question, yeah, black people need all the help we can get. 
So mm-hmm. like if you're me or a dark skinned person or whoever who kind of knows light skinned people can be shitty, you want to ha- oh, hit the microphone. Sorry, you want to have like this perfect unity, right? Yeah. But there's it's so much that's just, like through generations yes. of, of the it's mindset. Even black people have internalized anti-blackness in a lot of ways, and it's just like there's all sorts of that shit to be worked through in the black community still. Mm-hmm. This is one of those things where I don't want to sound like I'm speaking for everybody, but I think that would be fair to say. Yeah, that, you've like, just kind of seen it through through your life. Yeah, through, and seeing it through different perspectives. It's it's one of those things. It's just something. It's I'm. It's you don't ever want to because black people, including me, are hesitant to sort of talk about our dirty laundry in front of white folks. Yeah, because white folks will take shit and run with it in a fucked up way. Mm-hmm. So, yes, I wish it was that easy. And I think that's the most, I think that's the best way I can put it. But ultimately the idea, there's the idea, like the philosophical idea that all black people are kind of on one team, I guess. You Mm -hmm. would call it pan-Africanism. And I used to be really down for that, especially as like this biracial dude. Especially when Mm -hmm. I got to college and started reading James Baldwin and figured out that Malcolm X wasn't a terrorist and stuff. Yeah. Um, the autobiography of Malcolm X should be like every kid should read that in high school. Mm-hmm. That should be required reading. It really should be because a his his, his whole legacy has been completely assassinated. His character assassinated. Yeah. He was assassinated, um, but Malcolm was not like the violent side of the coin to yeah. MLK. Yeah, you know that's that's an oversimplification. But when I started reading stuff like that. And it's kind of like coming into like my blackness in an academic sense in mm-hmm. the driest way possible. But sort of like realize, you know, just like learning and learning just history and learning that like why McMinnville is the way it is and stuff. I got really into Pan-Africanism because it seems like it's kind of not a trash philosophy. And I talk to people from Africa, you know, like a second generation Nigerian you know they think that philosophy is trash because it kind of is because like i just don't have the same interest as a nigerian Mm. and nigerians by and large and people from the caribbean are really hesitant to be lumped in with black people american black people because the history is different Mm -hmm. and their cultures are different and so Pan-Africanism is sort of like this American black thing that sounds good but is kind of lacking because black people, much like white people, aren't a monolith. And yeah. they're basically – I like to call them tribes um, mm. just because, I mean, a lot of the stuff we're doing in my point of view is just like tribal bullshit. You know, race is a modern construction anyway. Yeah. Like, races we know it didn't exist. Like, white wasn't a category, and neither was black until chattel slavery. Mm-hmm. Like, the Romans didn't think like that. Yeah. Even though we, like, look to them as, like, this, and, like, the that's, like, the Western influence, you know, mm-hmm. it's, like, Western history involving Rome. Rome, like, if you would ask somebody, if you would ask Julius Caesar, like, what a black person or a white person was, he'd have been like, uh-huh. Yeah. If you would ask, like, Socrates about race, he would have been like, you want to have a foot race? <laughs> <laughs> you know, these ideas are really recent yeah. um, with that, so as Pan-Africanism. So I think American black people kind of are working through that idea, and it, it should be maybe that easy just because, like, obviously there's a common enemy, I guess, and that's, like, racism or systemic mm-hmm. racism. Mm-hmm. But it's just not that easy because you got like you got fucking Ben Carson's out there, you know. Yeah. You've got yeah. fucking 
Omarosas and fucking Candace Owens out there. Mm-hmm. You know, it was fucking, I don't know if y'all know who Candace Owens is. Mm-hmm. This might be a black people thing. Um, <laughs> she's like this actress and she just is always saying the most ignorant shit. And it's just like, why are you cooning like that? Like, who yeah. are you? Like, I think she might be married oh, to a white uh, dude. What was the, the pop artist that just got in trouble? Fucking. Doja Cat? Is that... Oh, yeah. Mm hmm. What did she do? I didn't know she got in she, trouble for something. <laughs> all the headlines say she did something she didn't do because I looked into that because I really okay. love her. Okay. And, you know, she's a biracial lady. She's like her dad's South African. Her mom is Jewish. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I think she makes I mean, I think she makes really good music. Yeah, yeah. Um, I mean, music is awesome. But the th- <laughs> when she was, like, 19, she was hanging out on this website called Tiny Chat with, like, straight-up white supremacists. And, like, just kind of, like... There's she, she's just like there while they say fucked up shit in the clips, and like the headlines turned into Doja Cat says racist stuff. And mm-hmm. It's like nah, she's just kind of like there drinking a beer. Yeah, and like she like fucks with them maybe, but it's like hard to say, and that's the reason it's sort of questionable. Is because okay. it seems like maybe she could just be fucking with them because they're all clearly like Doja Cat's pretty goddamn fine, mm-hmm. and they're all like clearly like. Oh shit! I thought I was racist, but then oh god, you know, like she's built like a brick house. And, you can tell that these dudes are just, and she kind of does, and she. I, it seems like she might be trying to fuck with them like that, but you can't tell, tell yeah. and that's the problem. It's like if she's doing a troll or a satire, it's a really fine line. It's that, yeah. and she put out this song around that time in 2015. There's this idea on the dark side of 4chan and Reddit of a "didn't do nothing." Which is just this racist way, like it's just them making fun of like Michael Brown because he didn't do nothing. Mm. And she put out this song that she says now she was trying to like reclaim the term, but <laughs> like when you listen to it and look at the lyrics, it's just like, I mean, she was like nineteen, and I'm mm-hmm. a songwriter, and so I can believe that it was just a weak attempt to do this. Mm-hmm. But it doesn't really look like it was an attempt to do that. So that's what Doja Cat's got got come under fire for. Yeah, and honestly, I'm having well. a hard time with it because I'm like, that didn't do nothing song, Doja. What, what girl? <laughs> like, because I've heard your writing since and you're not quite. She does have a tendency to be unfocused. And that's something that's really easy to revel at, like, rappers of our generation. Yeah. Like, they can just, like, rap about the party in the first verse and something else in the second verse. And who cares what the fuck the hook is about? You know, like, basically. Yeah, yeah. Um, sometimes, anyway. Uh, there are people, there are notable exceptions, of course, but, uh, you know, fucking 6 9 isn't one of them and stuff, a lot mm-hmm. of some of this mainstream stuff. And sometimes they do stuff that's more focused. I, I wrestle with a lot of modern rap because it is sort of, like, abstract in a way that, like, mm-hmm. stuff I kind of came up on hip-hop-wise wasn't. Like, Nuck If You Buck has a very clear message. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's very focused. So, um, I don't know. Uh, I, I sound like such a fucking old head when I'm doing that though. No, I sound no, straight I mean, up like, like I'm a 45 year old black dude. Like, <laughs> yeah, I used to do it better back in the day though. Like, Ain't nobody but, like Q-tip anymore. Yeah, but, <laughs> but that's what Doja Cat's gotten shit for recently. Okay. Um, it's a weird look too. What's going on with her, man? Um, much lighter conversation though than what we're having. Yeah. Well, so I, mean, I want to go back to something you said because I'm curious. I haven't. I've been paying attention to a lot of the protests and riots that are going on, but something I haven't been paying attention to because I never thought about it <clears throat> until just now. You were saying that black people don't 
look at light-skinned people in a positive light sometimes. Mm. So during all of this, like... Sometimes. Do black people have a lesser problem with just straight-up white people? Because it seems like everybody's kind of coming together right now. Speaking for myself. But, I mean, I, I know obviously mm. there's the separation. And the yeah, yeah. other, But, like, it's, it's the way you described it, it sounds like black people like mixed people less than they like white people. Is that... <laughs> you know what? That might actually be kind of true. <laughs> when you put it like that, I've never really thought about it myself. Um, like, that's what, I, well, that's what I was like, whoa, I didn't It's I kind didn't of know like that. because you kind of have to wonder. It's got to be because you're sitting, sitting there playing a game of what is this light-skinned person about to say, even myself, that, like, that will happen, I guess. Because, I mean, if you guys brought me here to talk about this, I hope I can say this. Yeah. I, I kind of, We all kind of know what to expect from white people, yeah. generally speaking. Like, sure. Yeah. You know, like we're, <laughs> Fair enough. We're yeah. surrounded by you guys all the time, whether we want to mm-hmm. be or not. Even if you grew up in North Nashville, mm-hmm. like these people I was kind of alluding to earlier, and not like I did in McMinnville, when you go to work every day, white folks. Mm-hmm. Probably, inevitably. Mm, talking about Dave Matthews. <laughs> <laughs> and so you, yeah, I mean, you, you sort of like... I mean, it's like, y'all don't know who Candace Owens is, but I know who Patton Oswalt is. Yeah. It's a very, like, it's that kind of thing, I guess. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think sometimes <laughs> um, speaking for that myself. might be true, yeah, which is funny. Um, you know, honestly, speaking for myself, as far as, like, the way white people have, like, suddenly sort of, like, came online, I'm like, oh, mm. shit, there's a problem. Right, yeah. It seems kind of easy just to be like, I mean, that video of what happened to George Floyd. I mean, everybody's basically at home, at least if you're white. Yeah. You know, chances are if you're white, you can work from home. I guess you don't have that luxury, Alan. No, I don't. Um, but <laughs> no, I do not. Most of my white friends Are working do. from home, yeah. Let me tell you what, me and my cousins and my black friends don't have that opportunity. So I think it's just that white people have, have had nothing to do but sit at home and watch this fucking brutal video where George yeah. Floyd literally calls out for his mama. Yeah. I yeah. think it's also... It's like nine minutes that he fucking Nine minutes. In. And also, very candidly, George Floyd was a big-ass nigga. Yeah. I think part of it for white people is that they're like, I would be terrified of that dude, and he's calling for his mama. This is a hypothesis, dude. I have no fucking idea. Because honestly, I think, speaking for myself, and I see this in a lot of like the activists I follow on Instagram and Twitter, mm-hmm. we're kind of bewildered by it. Like, we're just like, oh, word, we're down now? Great. (laughs) You know, like, I don't know. Something just absolutely brutal had to finally wake you up and you had to just be at home. Even though, like, well, I definitely think, and and, and this is a negative thing to say, and I hate that I have to say it. I don't have to say it. I hate that I'm going to say it. (laughs) Uh, I think you're right. I think everybody's sitting at home. I think if if this pandemic wasn't going on, this would not be as big of a deal as it is. That's unfortunate. Yeah. I think that it should be as big of a deal as mm. it is, but I don't think it would be if everybody was at work. Like you're, I think that's mm. kind of what Pretty you're trying easy to say. To say it. Yes, to uh, see um, yeah, that is exactly what I'm trying to say. But <laughs> I think that it happening during a global pandemic is positive for the cause. I think it is going to change a lot of mm. things in our country. Mm-hmm. I mean, look at we were talking about this earlier. Look what they're doing in Minneapolis. They're mm-hmm. they're not just yeah. defunding; they're debanding the police mm-hmm. uh, state or police. Force. Force. Yeah. yeah. Jurisdiction. Whatever. Yeah. Um, the cops gone. <laughs> yeah. But yeah. yeah I, so, I mean, I, I think that it happening when it did, it's the best time it could yeah. have happened. Not that it's there's any good time for events. it to happen, yeah. but it's better that everybody's a- available to, to join yeah. the cause. You're already scrolling and, through fucking you know. Facebook anyway. Yeah. And I, th- I th- that 
that right there, Alan, I think has a lot to do with it. I think if we don't have anything else to do, because white people can sort of turn into trauma porn any other time. Mm-hmm. But now it's like, it's an overload. Like, you know, a little yeah. bit, like you kind of can't get away from yeah. it. So it's like, I mean, it's the you to use the porn comparison, like nobody wants to be on Pornhub all the goddamn time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, well, you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> you shouldn't. If you do, there's something wrong with yeah, you. We know a therapist. <laughs> <laughs> just, um, just stop touching us. So even though that the, these videos have kind of been turned into this like commodified thing, and it is very much trauma porn, I think in this instance, it actually did what it should be doing as opposed to just being this thing that like, White you, you, shitty you white just, kids yeah, reenact yeah. on TikTok. Yeah, uh, which I don't know if you've seen that. <laughs> or just like, yeah, yeah, or like they were doing that on Vine when it happened to Michael Brown. I, oh, I've never I had know, harder I deja know. vu in my life. So uh, anyway. another on the same topic, I have a question, just for mm. the ether. Do you think that this would have been turned into such into what it is if the thing with the Mod Arbery wouldn't have happened right before it? I mean, <laughs> it was like two things back to back. Yeah. Two instances back to back where everybody was like, oh man, this is awful. This shit needs to stop. And then all of a sudden, here it is one more time. You're yeah. like, fuck this. Yeah. What happened to Ahmad is straight fucked up. Those mm-hmm. dudes are just, they, I mean, like, they were both ex cops or like one of them was off du- yeah. like, duty. That was in was- my county. That was Liberty Shit. County. Shit. That was yeah, well, Georgia. Yeah, when I looked up where that was, I was like, that's, that's like close to where Alan's from. That is, that is Jesus where Christ, I'm dude. from. That is where I'm from. And yes, they were two or no. It was an they were off, veterans. It was an ex like, cop and ex his son. son. Yeah. yeah, and, who and he was maybe just was jogging. A cop also. He was fucking jogging. He was just yeah. jogging, and they ran and him and down. And like that, they say that where he that they they grabbed him was mm. a white neighborhood. It wasn't a fucking white neighborhood. I know where it's at. It's not a predominantly white neighborhood. Well, oh, shit. The, the, the story was wide enough for that to happen, and apparently, yeah. Well, the, the story was that like there was a house under construction. Yeah. There was Which, that's one of those irrelevant details. Very though. irrelevant like, details. This and they were like, "Oh, we saw a black dude in that stealing from it the night before." And you look at the camera uh, feed, mm-hmm. and he's not stealing. He's yeah. walking down to the lake. There's a lake back mm-hmm. there. He was just chilling. He yeah, was he like, like, "I'm gonna go yeah. drink a beer, smoke a bowl. That. Who cares yeah. what he's doing? He's yeah. chilling." Yeah. And then so they were like, "Oh, he was here last night." It's like, so. Yeah. It's also <laughs> not your fucking right. They ran him down, and, and then they the just ran him down and killed him crazy yeah. it i like that the white guy who was videotaping it like kind of tried to get out of being like an accomplice because he got arrested yeah he did yeah. and rightfully so yeah like letting that happen i mean i wish that happened more with cops like, yeah. it, like they wouldn't have done that to all those dudes who were chilling watching Derek put his knee on that in fucking george floyd's neck yeah. for just the, the fact that the past week has been nationwide protest. Right. Yeah. They had a fucking protest in McMinnville. High school was organized yeah. and it was really funny looking at the comments on that, y'all. Fucking suddenly Warren County people are okay with fucking killing high schoolers. Like, run them over! Like, these kids are fucking 14! <laughs> yeah, dude, that's just like, the, the just watching that backlash... Like, I work with fuckers like that. Mm-hmm. Like, being working yep. in construction. Like, That's why I had to get the fuck out of Whole Foods. I couldn't, oh, I dude. Can't keep my I mean, just like, like, well, just if you didn't fucking protest, we wouldn't have to, like, run you over with our cars. Like, nah. It's, like, man, it's not like, the plantation well, anymore. Yeah, motherfucker. what the fuck are you talking about? Yeah, what the fuck are you talking Well, what is this, Saudi Arabia? Yeah, exactly. Like, if Let's somebody. An argument on the. On the. Uh, George Floyd thing that I've heard over and over again from awful racist people who are like, 
Well, he was committing a crime. Not a no, murderable no. crime. Yeah. There's also, no crime that not is. even a crime. It was, they thought it was a forged $20 bill, and they didn't take the fucking pen over it. He just automatically called the police. Yeah, I mean, it, you know. Like, all you gotta do is take the fucking pen, dude. It took 15 extra seconds, and George Floyd would maybe still be alive. Yeah. Exactly. Well, I mean, speaking of murderable offenses, I mean, our president tweeted, when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Yeah. That's exactly what I'm talking yeah, about. exactly. Is this fucking a first world country or not? No. That's my thing. I've been... th- the, I saw something about America, and it's a meme, so mm-hmm. it's going to be dumb, but I, I feel it to my core these days. America's a third world country wearing a Gucci belt. Yep. It totally is. America's absolutely a crackhead in a Gucci belt. Yeah. <laughs> absolutely. That's just, super appropriate. It like oh. how how do people still think that we live in the land of the free anymore? Like I think that's what a lot of y'all when, are kind of realizing. You when know? you have Well, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. Peaceful protesters standing in the streets getting who are tear getting gas. tear gassed mm-hmm. for standing there. And then like cops are there's shooting a website, rubber bullets. Actually, there's a website. At people's faces. Yeah, and I didn't even realize you're supposed to shoot them at the ground yep. when they're the, those big slugs mm-hmm. because then the pellets are in them and they're shooting people and you're supposed to be like 70 yards away. Mm-hmm. They're directly hitting people. With and like with, within 30 yards. I mean, it's... it's Tear gas is outlawed in the Geneva Convention. If we went to Iraq and <laughs> used tear, tear gas on them, a war, tear gas a war is crime. a war crime. War crime. I'm going to get this website for you guys, for everybody and for you guys. It's a, it's a website that is literally... State, state by state, just every police brutality video ever. <laughs> like, and it's awesome to, to just that. sit there and watch and go, yep, 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 yep. Oh, there's a problem here. Mm-hmm. This is why this yeah. is happening because yeah. there is a problem here. And it's a problem that happens to white people and white people. Like, there was a dude in 2016 who was like doing some work in a hotel. Yeah, yeah he was a bu- he was a fumigator. And those dudes just, just executed the, the fuck out of him. Yeah. And GitHub, G-I-T-H-U. because he had a uh, no, yeah, he was an exterminator and he had a uh, BB gun that's, that he killed yeah, the, the and that's what with. someone called on the, him that he for. had a gun, Daniel but then he was Shaver? crawling on his belly. Yeah, yeah, Daniel Shaver. Oh, did you see that video? Did of him doing yes. what happened to him? I saw that shit in 2016, right? Yeah, but like the fact that they had like him crawling on his on belly his, when they shoot on him. his on yeah. the ground with his face down, hands in front Reaching of him. Reaching for a like, weapon hey, is what they said, too. Why don't you go handcuff him right there or at least frisk him if you think he has a gun? Yeah, that dude. First of all, that dude was obviously on a very big power trip. And second of all, that was his personal AR. AR-15. That was not a... Guess what it said on the side of it. Are you getting fucked. there? Yeah. Oh, yeah, or yeah, you're, you're fucked. Yeah, or something you're fucked. Like that. Yeah. Like, the judge was, wouldn't let them mm, enter in his evidence because it would be too prejudicial. He was looking Ugh. to kill somebody mm-hmm. that day. He totally was. Because cops... Let me tell you about some of the police forces. Cops as we know them in America were literally implemented post fucking like civil war and slavery to keep black people in fucking line that was the entire purpose Questlove says overseer overseer officer officer mm-hmm. like that is the entire purpose of american police forces i'm sending this to you to send to him because i don't have your phone number but it's state by state just everything that's happening right now in these riots and white people have a really t- hard time with that because they don't know that history that basically the way we do policing in this country was mm-hmm. directly informed by and institutionalized racism. Well, fucking what overseers were for. Yeah. Like literally the first police officers were fucking plantation overseers. Those are the first people they made sheriffs and shit. Mm-hmm. In these southern towns post reconstruction. Which is how it's so easy for it's people that are like in the legacy. fucking clan to end up on your local exactly. police precinct. 
because um, the Klan is alive and well and very active. Oh, Being dude. from Tennessee, it's kind well, of I mean, hard we're to watching ignore. It, like with the alt right, but I well, mean, yeah. like, it's just the, it's the same thing with that first protest here in Nashville. Mm-hmm. Like, such a peaceful protest, and then like at what five thirty six o'clock, all of a sudden everything's on fucking fire. Mm-hmm. And well, it's like, setting setting stuff on fire. Yeah. yeah. They, they really, the photo they used of, like, the flames for, in Nashville, that was a fire in, like, fucking Minnesota, like, in yeah. Minneapolis. That yeah. did not happen at the courthouse no. here. No. Well, sure. I mean, that that's just how the media mm-hmm. works. And that's, I feel like that's the only reason the that courthouse, like riots continue to happen is because yeah. the media is making Well, I mean, like, you have, like. Not not protests, cause the pro, but the violent Well, the media. Riots. Yeah. It's just uh, journalists. Running with this shit for they're views. They're running with this shit, but they're also making sure that white supremacists know about every single protest so they can go fuck it up. Yeah. I'm going to call that for what it is. Mm-hmm. I, I'm sure somebody's going to be like, what a conspiracy theorist, and no, you're probably white We have bias news now. You should, <laughs> not, you should not have yeah. Fox News being like, here, here's your red channel, mm-hmm. and then like well, yeah. CNBC, like, here's your blue channel. Yeah, There's two wings of the same bird, dude. Yeah. Conspiracy theories. <laughs> but but that, that, Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. That's a point that I was trying to make, and it's worth making, because I've been trying to make this point for years. I was trying to make it at Belmont. I was trying to make it when I was a high schooler. If... The police will do it to black people. They will do it to you. Especially you don't own a business and you ain't got no money. What the fuck do you Mm-mm. think you are? Because they don't give a shit about any poor white people either. No. Especially in a place like Menville, I saw that firsthand. You know, and like. Well, I got sent up the river here, but we can, we'll talk about that in a second. <laughs> but exactly. Like, that these people are on a power trip, and it's partially because they, they don't know history. They're like, they don't know that their entire job is supposed to be police just black people. These dudes are just fucking the five foot four dude in high school was pissed off. He was five foot four, yeah. and now he needs to get some way There's to Napoleon make his dick feel bigger. complex is now yeah. with an AR 15. Yeah. The guys who wish they would have joined the military. Yeah, yeah the guys. But we're too dumb. <laughs> well, the military has actual physical requirements. <laughs> you know, like you can it's just. And mental. You have to. I mean, yeah. I think yeah. it's like 130. 40 or something you have to pass your mm-hmm. IQ has to be over a no certain shit. number. Yeah. You also have to not have a criminal record. You yeah. can have a criminal record and be a cop. Yeah. Um it depends on the police and department. You to be a criminal if you're a police officer in Murfreesboro. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah it, it depends on how they look at it cuz the sheriff in Menville, Sheriff Jackie Matheny in Menville, Tennessee was a well-known drug mule in the 80s, but he told on the dudes he did it with and plea dealed out of it. So he can be sheriff now, even though he was moving mountains of motherfucking cocaine and crack in the 80s. Sheriff Jackie Matheny, Warren County, everybody. Um, I'm sure my aunts and uncles didn't really want me to say that on a podcast, <laughs> but they told me about that recently. And I was like, how the fuck do we live in this fucking county? Like, I was just like, what the fuck is going on? Because Warren County is just fucked up. It's a huge Dude. cartel spot. Like, well, the first time so I, much drugs I was ever in McMinnville... Yeah. I watched people smoke opium in the park in broad daylight. He sounds about what? <laughs> <laughs> that place is fucking depressing, what? man. Um, it's a beautiful town. It's like, a beautiful town, but there's nothing to do. Nothing to do except opium in the park on a fucking is Sunday. Is It's no, 20 Manchester. minutes away, it's actually. It's very yeah. close. It's very close. That's actually why I've worked there every year until this year now. <laughs> yeah. um, since, like, 2013. But, yeah, like, if if... if 
if this is the way the government will do black people, and that's a point that Martin Luther King was trying to make, and so was Minister mm-hmm. Malcolm, and literally almost every black thinker after a certain point, like James Baldwin said that shit all the time, too. Was like, yeah, yeah I don't know good. what you white people think, that it's like, you just take safe. rights away from us, they won't start taking them away from you. Yeah, right. And now we got tanks rolling down the street in Minneapolis. Yeah. You see that one white girl was trying to walk down the street and caught a rubber bullet to the face? Yeah. She was trying to walk her groceries home, yep. dog. Well, it's just like uh, the cops that pushed over the 75-year-old guy. That sickened to... me. Yeah, dude. That just hit... pushed him to the ground. Yeah, mm-hmm. and cracked his head there, open. Laying there with They're the saying he's in a stable condition, but I've never seen anybody die harder on camera. He died. He died, yeah. His, he, yeah. Was, he is a thousand He was dead. pouring mm-hmm. blood yeah. out of the back of his head. And then did you, you don't see push the over one 75 officer try to go help mm-hmm. him, and then they all pushed him off of the Yeah, and they were like, don't do that. And went to arrest somebody. And then, like, what, the next day they're like, oh, we don't want to be cops anymore. Like, no, fucking duh. You realize that you fucked up. No, they resigned because the two got prosecuted. Two of the cops got arrested. They all resigned in protest. And that's what I'm talking about. When people want to talk about good cops, it's like, well, where are all the good cops in the Albany Police, Buffalo Police Department? Mm-hmm. Where are those good cops, man? And, the, and that's another thing I like to say because everybody's like, well, one bad apple. The rest of that saying is one bad apple spoils the whole bushel because it does. Yeah. I'm going to show my that? country. That's how that works. If you've got a bad ear of corn or a pile of corn, you've got some weevils in it. The weevils are going to get everywhere else. Yeah. So you separate that shit, you know? I think I think anyway. maybe it was Chris Rock who says in one of his bits about the pilot. Yeah, he was yeah. like they say like one bad apple, <laughs> yeah. but like everybody else is good. He's like airplane pilots, you don't get a bad like you don't get an airplane pilot that he's like, "Hey, what's up? I'm your captain and sometimes I like to land this plane." It's like, "No, you <laughs> always like to land this yeah. plane." And it's like It's a very good it's illustration. It's like it's not it's not fair like like for for instance, airline pilots, every one of them has to be checked and checked and checked to make sure they're going to just not crash that plane. Oh, yeah. Why do police not have to be checked to make mm-hmm. sure they're not going to? Well, like what? Police academies like what? 21 weeks? 12 weeks. 12 weeks? It, it's, it's, there's a lot of different police academies and okay. some of them are funded and, and they take, I mean, I mean, I think the maximum is like 400 hours, which still is not enough. No. But then there's the ones that are like, which yeah. you have other oh, countries you, that they have like, to can like, you shoot? Like yeah. Two years. Like, can you can you do 50 push-ups? Yeah. All right. You're a cop now. You know, like. <laughs> no, almost in almost every state. I'm pretty sure. Well, definitely in Tennessee, you have to go to like three times as many hours of class to be a Cosmo fucking tologist. No, oh, yeah. right. it's, it's, it's ridiculous. And to be Even... fair. Most of them still can't do black hair. But... <laughs> yeah. That's yeah. a depressing ass thing. Even like the best and longest police academies are not long enough and they don't train no. you for what you need to be trained no. for. And like, like, why is there not psychological testing? Why is there not 50% of the shit that they're supposed because to be Because they, I'm pretty sure, I've come to the conclusion in my old age. Because they need cops. <laughs> yeah. Well. That's, I mean, I don't, I don't know the number. Uh, I did at one point, but it's something like ridiculously. Like the, the, the Metro Nashville Police Department has like 60 cops or something mm-hmm. like that. Like yeah, it's a number a that is ridiculous. They're always bitching about low. it, which is like, well, maybe spend that budget on getting more police officers instead of getting you guys fucking like Helicopter. surplus yeah. military <laughs> gear. Yeah. Like, yeah. Fucking, fucking riot gear. Here's the thing. Every cop on that police force does not need a goddamn AR-15. No. No. They're they're cops. 
They don't all need assault rifles to whip out as soon as a Black Lives Matter protest happens. That shit pisses me off, too. On Memorial Day, a bunch of white people want to be fucking out, just like, On chilling. Boat, I don't yeah. I don't go to the hair salon yeah. with actual fucking guns, and the cops don't yeah. show up Subways. and riot. A guy here. with a fucking grenade launcher in a damn subway. Exactly. It, that, that, if, if you don't, it, the it, fact that there are people who see, think saw the, that and still are like, oh, I'm going to be a racist piece of shit tells you all that you need to know. And some people are just anti-black. Mm-hmm. But Behind them... <sighs> I'm trying to figure this out in my head. <laughs> <laughs> You're not trying to sound like a Texan right now? No, no, that's not the problem. The, the reasoning behind, like, okay, w- Nashville has... A lot of people, a lot of people are moving to Nashville. It's got big gatherings constantly. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So they're like, okay, now what's more important for our police department? More cops or cops with AR-15s because mass shootings. Like that's mm-hmm. the, They're like, we need bigger guns because there's somebody's going to shoot up one of these gatherings. So then they're like, well, let's, let's use this budget to buy our police AR-15s and, and not... Armored Jeeps. And not shit. train them... Uh, for, say, situational awareness, where now these cops, if you would spend your money on giving them the correct training, training. that they need, they That's may not shoot somebody because they say, oh, well, I thought he was grabbing his gun. Well, you didn't fucking know he had a gun. No. Hey, look, he's dead, and he doesn't have a gun. You need to go to prison. Yeah. yeah. That's another good point. Yeah, training them would be a great thing to spend the $500 million goddamn budget yeah, on. Right, which, which I don't... At least some sensitivity training. At least some, like, goddamn, yeah, like... like the, Make them watch the color of fear for fuck's sake. Fucking therapy dogs. Situational training. Like, mm-hmm. it's 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 easy to tell, like, if you're in a situation, maybe not easy, I don't know, but when somebody when you're trying to put somebody under arrest or you're telling somebody to stop or whatever, like, you need to know the difference between them scratching themselves or pulling their pants up oh, yeah. and them reaching for, for a, a gun. gun. Because Definitely. if you kill them and they didn't have a gun on them, in my opinion, you're, a you're done. You need yeah. to go to prison for the rest of your life. I, that's my reasonable, I'm pretty sure, opinion, too. <laughs> so, I mean, like, the whole... Uh, yeah, I don't know. That, yeah, I mean, like, defund the police because, mm-hmm. like you said, they don't need $500 million mm-hmm. in their budget. But on top of defunding them, regulate where that funding yeah. is going. You don't oh, need yeah. AR-15s and armored jeeps. No. You need training, mm-hmm. and like, and maybe like you said, even well, definitely, and like you said, like um, Some fucking sensitivity training. Sensitivity. Yeah. I was, I like, forgot the word. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Like you'd put your average HR rep through, which I mean, around here, I've noticed that they even they don't do that. God Almighty, Tennessee. Yeah, like, dude. Mm-mm. Dude, motherfucking HR people around here. Anyway, anyway, yeah. uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, uh, the the I just brought up a documentary as far as like sensitivity training called "The Color of Fear." That's really good. It's hard, getting harder and harder to pirate it. Yeah. <laughs> and it's worth paying for it so those people make that's not the so one that's that on way Netflix, those people make they... money. Hope that would be rad if it was. If it's on Netflix, no, there's like there's a new documentary that. that's on Netflix. That I saved in my queue the other the thirteenth. Okay, nah. so it's about the thirteenth. This is like the, it was actually this is a film was developed as a sensitivity training video, but a lot of HR departments rejected it because it was too like it was Weird. too honest. <laughs> because it's just a bunch of these people from different walks of life sitting in a room and just there's this one. Ooh, let me show my McMinnville one Asian feller. Um, 
who's like leading it and he's like friends with all of them and he brings them all together because he's like he know he, he curates this group basically because he's got like he's got like just yeah and they're all basically from different cases of life and different colors mm. you know you got your like a rich white dude and your rich white lady and your poor white dude and stuff and mm. then like some just like a couple black people a couple different types of asian folks and some latino folks and yeah, it's just about 15 people that kind of, like, like hit most of their bases as far as, like, the tribes, yeah. as I would say. And uh, he puts them, like, they're in, like, cabins for the week. Hmm. And they just have to, like, get in this room and fucking talk about what it's like to grow up them. And it gets fucking uncomfortable. There's this one white dude named David, and, like, I cannot believe he let them use him in this film because David spends so much of this movie just being a total dick. Just being a total prick. And the thing that's cool about it is at the end of it, he starts, he like breaks down crying. He's like, I'm so sorry. I get it. You're right. I'm fucked up. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Rarely happens in real life. It took the motherfucker a week for God's sake yeah. of just like concentrated. Like he couldn't go anywhere else. Like, yeah. You know, <laughs> I have to deal with how much of an asshole I am. Yeah. <laughs> I don't, well, I don't get to go play call of duty and yeah, just there, forget about it. Well, there's one black dude in the room who just keeps taking that dude to fucking task. There's one like me in the room. Hmm. who's just like pissed off about like the way white people get to be. And he just will not let David fucking go a step saying the fucked up shit he he will say without just like getting in his face about it. And then everybody else is usually like, I mean, he's not wrong. And David's like, but fuck him, he's wrong and stuff. <laughs> but that's why it's a really powerful documentary because these people just hash it out. Also, why HR departments in like the early 80s mm-hmm. didn't latch on to it. But they eventually like released it as an independent film because the dude finally like kind of like got support through the internet like that mm-hmm. will happen and mm-hmm. people yeah. are like oh this is a really cool thing because it used to be just like sitting on YouTube mm-hmm. and he yanked it off of YouTube once he figured out he could get people to pay for it again which is kind of a bummer yeah because it's like 35 bucks and if you're us it's kind of hard to shell out 35 <laughs> yeah. bucks for something like this yeah. let's be maybe me no. it's hard for me to shell out 35 dollars for a movie <laughs> yeah. um so it's like, ah, especially I'm not a digital copy. dollars on groceries, right? Yeah, now. like you know, yeah, but it's not on Netflix. It, it it is like part by part on YouTube, which I'm sure yeah. it's not all there. Yeah. But it might. That was how I used to had to watch it back in the day. So that might be all maybe, in part series. Yeah, when um, YouTube videos could only I did, be that minutes. would be beautiful. That would be fucking killer because it yeah. is something that's really good to watch, especially if you are a David, or even if you're just not. Even mm. if you're a me and you don't know what it's like to. Talk to a David. You yeah. Know? And I do feel like I, I'm going to speak personally because I don't really know how Jesse was raised. I like, I just got back from seeing my parents and like to realize how far I've had to go from being a person like that, like kind of having that close mind because I didn't understand. And I got out of my podunk town. Yeah. Not to say like before I got out of there, like I was racist by any means, but like a little bit more closed off, not willing to like accept an open mind to learn yeah, about other cultures. Yeah. But like yeah. I just like I got back from seeing my parents and my my dad's seventy so my dad was alive and and knew what was going Good on what segregation was was still going on and my mother's the same way she's from Alabama and like my mother is way more accepting of people but the way that my dad kind of views the world and just the way that he was raised my mother doesn't really speak up which I do think that is something wrong on her part because she is vastly more intelligent than my dad. I love my dad. Well, is your mom a similar age? 
Because the new generation, women don't say shit to men. Well, like, yeah, she's, she's 61, 62 yeah. now. My dad's 71. So that's just, like, the way women that age are. There's, yeah. I, mean, I don't yeah. tell your daddy nothing because I ain't got nothing to say to your daddy. Yeah, exactly. I just to, sit really. around making banana pudding. Yeah. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> as fucked up as that is, I mean, it's like the fetch me a beer shit. Or, like, yeah. and honey, it's fucked or up. honey, I'm home, or I'll suck you in the kisser. Yeah, you yeah, guys yeah, remember exactly. that part of that show? Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, it's... Honeymooners did not age well. No, it didn't. Well, speaking of Reagan era, I mean, <laughs> Reagan, you use plenty of movies. You can see Reagan popping a bitch in the mouth. <laughs> and then he was president. And he was president. But yeah, but yeah just like, but when I got in on Thursday, me and my dad sat down, had a political discussion. It was very civil. And then I wake up on Boy. Saturday, and he's just like, see, all the black rioters didn't ruin Nashville. And was, uh, I was just like, oh, fuck, dude. I'm not even awake yet. And then it's like three hours of us just like having this long political yelling match. I'm just like, why the fuck are you sticking up for white supremacists? Like, well, they're a black rioter, so like, the white supremacists are kind of in the same batch. I'm like, that's fucking crazy. What the fuck are you talking about? The people starting these riots are predominant, are white. I'll, I'll, I'll go with that. Not predominantly, they are white. Yeah. Antifa is the biggest one that's turning these protests into violence. An, okay, okay, let's talk about that. Because from my experience, I, I don't think. An, okay. Antifa is basically a Reddit movement. Yes. And I remember going to the Shelbyville Neck protest beers. and meeting Antifa. And they were fucking teenagers. Yeah. They were just running around playing Fedoras fucking... Fedoras and... Well, well, they were in mass. They were just running around playing fucking Peter Parker, dog. Uh, they weren't uh, doing shit. They were just, like, walking around acting big. And they were terrified of me. It was one of the only black people at the Shelbyville protest. And I remember talking to one of them. I was like, what the fuck you call yourself doing? Because the Nazis are over there. And you're over here dicking around. What do y'all do? And he was like... What did he say to me? This was this like this week. There was the Shelbyville protests in 2017. Oh, there was okay. a protest in Shelbyville because somebody died, and you know me and my roommate Drew went to it. And I, I what did this little antifa fucker say to me? <laughs> he said, "Oh, you're just a Democratic bootlicker or something." And I was this kid was 16. I just looked at him real hard, and I'm just, he scurried the fuck away so quick. And I was like, well, you're supposed to be on my side, nigga? Mm. Like, what? You know, and that's my experience is that Antifa is either them or they just don't exist. Mm. Because when I was at the protest on the 30th where the courthouse got set on fire, albeit I got the fuck out of there, mm. everybody I saw that might have been Antifa looked more like a neo-Nazi to me, like Mr. Bobby Hill. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and Jesus, he did look just like damn. Bobby I have an Hill. anecdotal. That's <laughs> anecdotal. I don't. I just have a radar for that, having grown up in McMinnville. I don't know. There are a lot of white dudes standing around in masks, and without masks, they were just looking at people the wrong kind of way. For right. lack of a better way to put it, I don't think they were Antifa. Because the white people who showed up, I don't think they knew what Antifa is. Like A lot of people just didn't know what that was until this week. Yeah. So I don't think they've had anything to do with anything this week, because I haven't even seen... Because they have like a garb. And unless it's changed, which mm. I may not be aware, I try to stay all the fuck off Reddit. It's all it's um, it's it's black. like the black, yeah. all yeah. black, fa black face. I've spotted ones. like one or two of them, but and the dude who threw a water bottle on the cop on the thirtieth is totally some anti motherfucker. Mo most of he them, I mean, they're shit. they're they're using these yeah. these, but a lot of them are like the proud boys yeah, yeah, too, to just like recapping. Yeah, well, because. They, they're playing Peter Parker. They're like, oh, I'm not, now's my yeah, chance to be like, cab. All cops a are white bastard. savior. Yeah. And here's the thing. They don't. 
They don't understand that that's part of the problem. Yes, <laughs> and that like when they piss the cops off, the cops probably aren't going to take that out on them. No, right. It's it was everybody. Just, well, because the cops are being. This is, this is in my mind. This is the way that this is working, and I'm a big conspiracy theorist. <laughs> the cops are being paid by the media to give them co- uh, content, content and 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 and. And uh, and videos. I think it's so, also so. Here's here's that would make sense. Here's what I'm yeah. trying to say. Well, is also the Epstein Black Book just showed back up again, and now everybody's like, uh, "Does anybody care that Donald Trump like paid for a 13 year old?" No, no. I mean, if you didn't care three years ago, why yeah. do you care now? Well, here's the problem. And Nobody when he cares died, because yeah. either Trump or Biden are going to win in November, and both children. Yeah. So I mean. Nobody yeah. cares because they, the they simulation know. is bullshit. Anyway, that's why I said it's two wings of the same. Well, that's Anyways. one of many reasons I said it's two wings of the same bird. But I, I, I'm almost I'm almost tempted to even say that Antifa are, are working with the police because they're coming in, turning these peaceful protests into violent riots, and then the police are are beating innocent, mm-hmm. peaceful Protesters, black standbyers, yeah. and then the con the the content that CNN gets is. Black rioters, yeah. and then it's it's I, it's turning into a think, race. And not, I do think the neo Nazis have gotten wiser. I think the Proud Boys have gotten wiser, and that mm. their masquerading as Antifa. It's sure, yeah, whatever doubt, it may be. Doubt. If anything, because but, but you know, like like you said, the 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 one guy you thought threw the yeah. water bottle may have been Antifa, and that's he was. And, and you said they're not going to go or after him, and they like know a, that. Yeah, they know exactly. they're gonna they're gonna go after these peaceful protesters. I do wonder if. Yeah, what you're saying makes sense. I mean, because let me tell you, the police department wasn't kneeling with us when I was there any mm-hmm. of those days, and but they managed to snap a couple photos of niggas. Yeah, did you yeah. see the thing well, in Seattle? That was yeah. like, oh, look at this picture of the police like kneeling with mm-hmm. the protesters. And then the, the first response to it was they beat the shit out of us five minutes after this picture. Yeah. <laughs> like they forced us into this picture well, and then like, they beat the shit out of the us. The guy yep. that pushed over the 75-year-old was kneeling the day before and then fucking pushes the 75 year old and they like yeah. here's his name tag which that I guess that's why they're also covering up their badge numbers and name tags and bare shit. minimum Jesse and Alan even if the police aren't directly working with journalists like that journalists and journalists are by and large working in white institutions yeah and white people fuck the news channel two people just muscled me and my girlfriend out of the way at the protest uh, a couple of days ago mm. like we weren't even there just like Push the shit out of us. Right. And it was, <laughs> I was like, um, <laughs> like, what the fuck? fuck yeah. You know, like, we're walking here, <laughs> you know, but they just, like, they, they, they I, I mean, they're scrolling across this homegirl's forehead. Never get out of my way, you know? She, the camera guys was like, yep, let me we wave this shit around on you. Is and I've had one of those fucking rigs on my shoulders. I used to do sports casting at Belmont. Hmm. And, like, if you if you can't carry it and you're waving it around like that, you wouldn't be doing that job. Mm-hmm. Right. Just being a dick. Um, so, bare minimum, the system has set up a way that journalists just know that they're going to benefit from these pictures of cops oh, anyway yeah. and make right. their oh, money. Yeah. But I would not be surprised at all if they were like, yo, officer, you got that, you got that cute picture? Here's fucking a hundred dollars would not be surprised at all because that's some mcminnville shit for sure and so why wouldn't it happen here why wouldn't it happen in seattle Mm -hmm. or minneapolis uh yeah but (laughs) so okay to kind of not wrap it up necessarily but 
bring this all back together mm-hmm. a little bit, tie, tie, tie up tie all of our loose Somebody ends. do that. I'm not good at that. <laughs> I have like three or four questions. My first one being, because we've talked I've about... Absolutely talked too much. We've talked about white and black and everybody. What can you t- tell us as your white friends yeah. how to help with this situation because in my opinion when everybody went black on instagram and posted a black square with black lives matter that kind on of instagram hurt the cause owned by facebook yeah because now when people go like me who who yeah, honestly aren't very educated in what what is really happening i mean i am now that it's happening yeah. but before like alan said like just kind of closed off to this sort of thing um I feel like that now when I search Black Lives Matter, all I see is a bunch of empty fucking screens and I'm not learning anything. That's what anything. I'm talking about, the neo-Nazis have gotten wiser. I am not dude. learning anything mm-hmm. now. Oh, you so, think that they kind of like... Absolutely. I ain't that. stupid. And there ain't nothing new under the sun. That shit happened in the civil rights movement where white people... The march on Washington, D.C. was completely organized by black people and then white people came in and co-opted the shit out of it. Yeah. So what And can turned you, it into uh, this big old like all happy-go-lucky thing and then as soon as the sun went down, out came the dogs and the fucking fire hoses. You know, like, white people gathered huge throngs of white people. The same thing with the Selma to Birmingham march. Mm. Got involved in that shit and acted like they were like, oh, yeah, Dr. Martin Luther King, we're real cool with y'all. And then when the sun went down, those niggas, those those white folks <laughs> disappeared. Yeah. So, and like my auntie used to always say that, ain't not, and my uncles too, ain't nothing new under the sun. I ain't dumb. That is a hundred percent. You know what? And if I'm wrong, I, what will I do? I, hmm, I'll lick the bottom of my shoes in these coronavirus times if I'm just dead ass wrong. That white supremacists kind of deliberately orchestrated that because the Black Lives Matter hidden. tag is how these. It's how we stay organized. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like yeah. that's and that there's a lot of education mm-hmm. on that tag when mm-hmm. you look at it on on social media. Yeah. And now like there's not. Days, now there's yeah. just a bunch of black, black squares screens, mm-hmm. where I can't read material to learn yeah, how I to have help. To specifically yeah. look. For and I love all my white friends who did that, but it's also just performative bullshit, especially yeah. on a platform owned mm-hmm. by a guy who said that he wasn't going to go around fact checking Trump. But he's yep. perfectly happy yep. to fact yep. check yep. anybody who's got anything vaguely liberal to say. Mm-hmm. That's fucked I up. I mean, I'm watching. You can fact right check the band cake, but you can't jazz. fact check <laughs> Donald <laughs> Trump. <laughs> That's bullshit, Zuckerberg. Bullshit. <laughs> so, so what? What right. can you tell us to to help this and 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 is... not be not? Yeah, that's my question. I'm gonna come at it from this painfully academic point of view, kind of because of the way I was brought up. I was brought up by people who handle it like that. And so my knee jerk is always going to be to like, read something, because I find so often that ignorance is the biggest thing. Read something. I mean, mm. if you're not a reader, though, because it, it's easy to say talk to people, mm-hmm. but <sighs> I'm sort of tired of being like the black dude who has to explain it all. Yeah. Um, especially considering I am sort of like I have a lot of white friends and kind of whether I want to be or not, sometimes I just end up the token. Um, and of course there's a line like with it. You just yeah, if you're gonna if you're gonna find a black friend to talk to, make sure you're close and make sure you're respectful of their energy. You know? Yeah. Like, do you feel like talking about this, man? Because we probably we might not, you know. Mm-hmm. 
I get tired of it. You know, it's it, I'm living while black is fucking hard. Like I, I don't feel my mom not liking being black, but I guess I get it in a logical point of view. The way she talks about it, she would just love to be white because it would be easier. Sure, it's fucked up, but that's how she feels, I guess, and I guess I understand it. But you know, educate yourself in any way you can with like the most like, you know, good faith. Like we all know what good faith looks like. It's weird in this era of political correctness. Like people will just like act like they don't really understand what it means to punch up or punch down. But mm. you, we all have brains. We all know what it's like to be shit on. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, be careful when you're talking to people. But, you know, there are bail funds you can donate to. Don't donate it through them f- to them through Facebook because Facebook will write all that shit off like it was their donation. And fuck Mark Zuckerberg. He should pay taxes because fuck his racist ass. Mm-hmm. Um, same thing with Instagram because he owns it. You know, you can donate to bail funds, especially if you don't feel comfortable going to protests. That's kind of a big fucking deal because yeah. I'm probably eventually going to end up in fucking jail and I would like to be able to get out. Yeah. Because um, <laughs> if I'm just going to these protests, um, you can... <laughs> it's, e- it's getting easier and easier because in these coronavirus times, they made it super easy to contact your representative, mm-hmm. to contact your governor. Yeah. Just do it. Like, it doesn't take any time. I know it, like... I used to be weird about that because I was like kind of the person who was like, oh, what's the point in giving Bill Lee's office a call? Yeah. If enough people do it, though. Yeah. And also on you that note, if you don't know, if you're scared of what to say or don't know what to say, there's Templates, there's material, basically. yeah, scripts yeah. that you can just read mm-hmm. or copy and paste. In an yeah, email. man, if you're smoking a bowl even and you're like, man, I can't keep my – fucking use a template, man. Yeah. <laughs> you know, if you need to. Um, but, you know, Steven like – knows me well. <laughs> like get righteous and stone, man. It's It can work. But – uh. Contact your representatives. That's sort of like a thing that I have a hard time with, but it definitely will, it it's not not going to help. Like John, mm-hmm. like I don't really trust John Cooper because like we were asking for body cams on these motherfuckers three years, years ago. Yeah. But he is a new mayor. And he did make it happen, and it's because people fucking Blew up his office with yeah. And, and he wasn't. He did not run on that platform. Mm-hmm. That's why I didn't vote for him. Because I was like, mm-hmm. oh, you don't want to oversight. Like you're not want to. You don't want to support the cob. Fuck you, then John Cooper. Because I kind of liked him, even though he's a Republican. Because he just wasn't the other guy. Yeah. Riley or yeah. Um, wasn't quite putting as bad of a taste in my mouth as the other guy. And just like John Cooper has a good. He's a savvy fiscal dude. Um, and what he was wanting to do with the budget, I could agree with. Um, I was looking at the mayoral candidates, but yeah, even if they're people that you don't trust, like me, they're still worth contacting because you put pressure on somebody. It, it matters. You put yeah. these these people work for you, like the vice mayor Jim Schulman. Fuck that guy. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> let him know. If we all let him know. I'm honest to God, I want to fuck up Jim Schulman's entire year. That's what, that's what we should do. Did you watch his, the hearing the other That's exactly night? why I'm up his, on his ass right now. It's because he wants to talk about, this is like, I don't work for you, you guys, fun and games. All right, Jim. Oh, is that where he's talking to the girl? She's like sitting in the chair. Yeah, yeah. I did well, see there was that like shit. there was like 75 people or something mm-hmm. who went up and, and said basically the same thing mm-hmm. uh, about what's happening right now. And uh, finally, he was just like, look... I've heard the same thing over and over again. We're only allowing people who have something else to say, basically. And everybody, yep. everybody there was like, "Well, we all got the same thing to say." Yeah. And even like the people that were on the Zoom call or whatever, who were other council members and stuff, they're like, "Nope, you need to listen to them." And mm-hmm. he like threw a temper tantrum. He did. 
through and, a straight temper. And like called security, security in yeah. and all yep. this shit. Security and the one, and... yeah, the one girl was like, hey, you work for us. Mm-hmm. And he just kind of stopped and like walked away. Yeah. And uh, it's like, fuck you. Like you're there to listen to the yeah. people. Yeah. That's the only your reason job. you're here. But he's not used to doing that. Right. You know, he's yeah, like, right. he's used to just like, just he's just the fucking to, vice mayor. Yeah. He's his business as he's usual. Like, I'm just trying to fucking get Panera Bread. Yeah, they Jesus. fucked up his night. <laughs> yeah, and he kept, I'm all about he, that. He kept saying, like, it's almost midnight. Yeah. Get over yeah. here. <laughs> you better fucking probably, get a Red Bull enema and figure this shit like out. We'd all like to be in bed too, but mm, it's yeah. your fault. We're here yeah, in the first place. I'm fucking place. scared. Um, anyways, yeah. But, you know, contact your representatives. Honestly, one of the hardest things to do that really needs to happen, more than the two things I've listed, and I mean, the bail funds is pretty important. Yeah. But, like, as a as a biracial dude, this is sort of something I feel because white people will deign it appropriate to say slick shit to me because they're comfortable with it. it. I sort of put myself in the cross, on, on a cross in that way, and I kind of hate it, but I also do apparently have this infinite patience for white bullshit. Um, that my dark-skinned brothers and sisters do not. So if, if if that's the case, what the fuck ever, you know, I guess I'll be the one. But, like, white people need to, like, as fucking terror, I've seen firsthand, like, my girlfriend's mom and dad will not speak to her right now hmm. because they got, well, her, her stepdad had the nerve to talk about he lived through segregation, don't roll the progress back. And I couldn't. I was just like, give me that phone. I'm texting this motherfucker back. <laughs> I was like, you didn't live through shit, homeboy. You were white and there. And also a child as old as you were. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do anything but listen to your racist-ass parents anyway. Yeah. You didn't have to deal with getting fire-hosed. So mm-hmm. fuck you. They didn't like that. But before that, I mean, Camilla's mother is just... At, is she, Camilla, My girlfriend's mom is so racist, she won't even have anything to do with me. When she talks to Camilla, she just acts like I don't exist. Ugh. Her basement's flooded a couple times, and she's been like, can you get any boys to come help? And Camilla will be like, what about my boyfriend? Well, not him. Jesus Christ. But her mom is like from California and ostensibly liberal, so if Camilla was like, you're being a racist, she's like, don't call me the R word. <laughs> And the R word. I kind of got fed up with this when her basement flooded the second time. And on the other side of the phone, Camilla's on the phone with her. I, I said, I mean, she's got a perfectly able-bodied Negro right here. I mean, <laughs> and her mom had the nerve to flip shit on Camilla and start talking shit like, well, if he doesn't respect me, he won't respect you. And this is the woman who won't speak to me yeah. and won't acknowledge my fucking existence. But she, you know, and so Camilla attempts, and she's attempted to have this conversation plenty of times, like, this is the dude that's in my life. Yeah. It's been four years going on five. Like, he's not fucking going anywhere. Yeah. If you're going to act like you don't have a problem with him because he's brown and you clearly do, where do we go from here? Yeah. And they aren't even speaking to her. And she's not speaking to them. It's fucked. So Just that can happen. Her. Just marry her. Like, yeah, that's right. the ultimate. That's what, that's, that's what you have to do, yeah. man. Like, them we were so talking about hard. that last night. We we're like, oh my God, can you imagine if our families came together? Because if you're, because if, if her mom said any slick shit to my side of the family, it'd be, it'd, oh God, that wedding would go from zero to Hicks so fast. <laughs> it would be a God. shit show. Because there is not a single one of my aunts and uncles, and that's the way I am the way I am. Yeah. I, well, I've got this cousin. She's about 5'11. And my mom, like my great auntie who raised me, who I call my mom most of the time just for ease, she's like 4'11". And they're like a team. They grew up just like terrorizing people together. 
I know that my cousin Annette would be like, Angie, sit down. It's your day. Your son's getting married. Let me beat this bitch's ass. <laughs> <laughs> it would just be all over, man. Like it would just be a shit show. But honestly, like the thing that like on all us who like light skinned folks might listen to is just, like, unfortunately, if we have the energy, we should probably be trying to argue. Mm. And not argue, but change people's minds. Because yeah. like the Open thing discussion. people need to understand right now is that you can be a hypocrite and change. Mm-hmm. It's fine to be a hypocrite. I've been a hypocrite. I'm a half black dude, and I will readily admit that like I've been, especially from a place like McMinnville, man, like I had all sorts of fucked up attitudes for a minute about like Mexicans and shit. Mm-hmm. Because it was McMinnville and everybody has a fucked up attitude about Mexicans except Mexicans yeah. out there. And like I just had to like have one of my like Mexican friends be like, dude, what the fuck is your problem? And he's like, How would you feel if I talked to you about this kind of shit this way? And I was like, Oh, like an asshole. You know, I had to have Mexican dudes almost beat my ass mm-hmm. for me to be like, oh, right, I'm being an asshole. <laughs> you know, like, and so I can readily admit that. I mean, I've even fucked with my cousins, called them N-word hard R just to be mean. Mm. Just because I'm light-skinned and I know it will hurt their feelings if I call them that, you know. And that was fucked up. And I feel terrible. It was fucked up as hell. But... That's what you get in this country, and I'm not going to lie about it just to, like, make myself look fucking mm-hmm. good. You know, it's important that people understand that, like, that's what you do as a person as you fucking grow. Change, yeah. Especially yeah. right now because black people are dying for it. Yeah. You know, and, you know, besides, you fucking, yeah, there's all sorts of resources. I mean, it's really easy nowadays because you can just, like, follow a black influencer and they'll just basically throw you shit. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, just, like, fucking randomly. And if you follow, like, the right black activists, it's, like, all they ever post in their stories and shit, you know? Like, yeah. that was one thing that, like, when I got the internet, I was like, holy shit, this is crazy because I didn't have internet growing up. So when I, like, moved at, well, I, my auntie and I didn't get along when I was a kid, right? She was super hard on me. So she started to put me out of the fucking house when I turned 18. It was sort of mutual. Mm-hmm. But uh, when I turned 18, I moved in with my girlfriend at the time, and she had fucking internet. So I got on Twitter and shit, and I was like, holy shit, the whole wide world, and, like, found, like, these black voices that weren't, that were saying stuff that I related to more. Mm -hmm. And just, like, if I can do that, anybody can do that. Like, anybody can find, like, black activists that, like, talk a way that you can palette, you know, Um, because we're from everywhere, you know, and, like... Well, for example, Sean King, like Sean King doesn't really resonate with me, but Erica Hart um, on Instagram does. And there's a lady named Feminist Jones on Instagram who also resonates with me. And I think it's really important, honestly, to amplify the minorities and the minorities' voices. Mm. Like black women don't get listened to mm. at all, mm-hmm. including by black men. And I think that's one big thing that like people can do is kind of recognize how like racism and sexism sort of intersect and also with class and, like, try to find, like, female voices because the women are always at the cutting edge. It's been that way since the 60s, probably, and before that, and it's definitely that way now. Like, the black women out there, teens for equality, case in fucking point. Mm-hmm. The teenagers who organized the Black Maybe. Lives Matter yeah. protest that I'm just talking about that I was at a few days ago. I can't There's keep my dates straight in so fucking the, quarantine. The like, youngest one's like 14. Yeah, and one of them is a white girl, to be fair. Yeah. Um, which blow honestly, I was like, look at this little one. It blows my fucking mind, this shit that's going on. Honestly. It's like, okay. But, uh, I mean, yeah, one of them's 14. Um, you know, fucking follow them, you know. Follow, you know, because they'll help too. Uh, I mean, yeah, like I said, good faith. Be open-minded, like, you know, know that, like, if black people wanted to, like, fucking, like, 
go tit for tat, it would be all over already. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I've, I've run into, especially being from Warren County, like people act like it's like a zero-sum game, like a black people. Well, yeah, like when Barack Obama got pre- became president, you heard people, oh, he's going to turn into a black ethnostate. You know, it's <laughs> like, what the fuck kind of stupid nonsense is that? If black <laughs> people wanted to make the streets run red with white people's blood, it would have happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, black people aren't on that tip. Black right. people are generally mm-hmm. morally recognizing that fucking violence... Well, like you said, the white Antifa guy, uh, most black protesters, I was going to make that point. The black the black folks don't want to catch any more shit. Mm-hmm. We just want right, change. Exactly. Yes. Like, you just want to be able to go outside without yeah, feeling afraid. Dude, and you should... I remember at the protest on the 30th, like, there, like, when they started smashing windows, basically every dude who had a criminal record just took off. <laughs> <Yeah>. Every brother. <laughs> and I was like, you know, I was like, yeah, I feel you guys, you know? Like, I have two more drug tests before this is over. At least that's my assumption that that's why those dudes yeah. left when they started breaking windows. And every one of these dudes is black. So that's, that's well, you know, like, uh, maybe that's fucked up for me to say. But well, I know a- people who aren't, because I've miraculously kept my record pretty clean. I mean, even even if not, like even mm-hmm. if not, like like it's you just said, like, like you don't want to be there. They when that don't want to be the ones yeah. that's who when I are was there like, when they start taking pictures well, and they go look yeah, at these black exactly. protesters. Which doing. is exactly why I left when the riot police showed up because I was like, I, I stuck around long enough to see if it was going to get bad immediately because mm-hmm. I didn't feel right just walking out of that because yeah. I'm light skinned. But I did have to be at work at four in the morning the next day anyway, so it was just like, man, I gotta go anyway. Like, uh, but I definitely also knew. I mean, like what I said about the march, someone to Birmingham, march on D.C. When the sun goes down, shit changes. Yeah. For some reason, um, I don't know why history. That's the thing about being a racist right now. Like history is repeating itself, and you're just like failing the test. It's an open book. Fucking <laughs> <test>. <laughs> you know, I'm basically quoting somebody's tweet that right now, but. Uh, so to be fair, uh, I can't remember who it was, and I think I did it originally enough. I don't know. Um, but yeah, I mean, the open-minded thing, like just being willing to like be wrong right now, is a big mm-hmm. deal. I think, like, because it's not that bad. Um, I've been wrong before. Yeah. I think that's really all I could say about it. I mean. Yeah, yeah. I mean, like, we know what's going on. Like, you have yeah. the opportunity to know, so. Yeah. You gotta live under a pretty fucking big rock to not to know not what's going on. To see what's happening. So, yeah. did, you, so did you ask me the other questions that I forgot, or you saw No, them? no. Do, okay. you, do you have anything, like, I mean, I think that was a very good. Did he blanket? Yeah, I mean, that was pretty questions. much it. But my, my other question is, if, if, if we are, just as humans, going out to these protests, how, how do you stay safe and 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 stay away from the violence? I'm just like you said, just leave whenever it starts. Well, I mean, situational awareness, like be vigilant. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like if you're not the type of person, honest to God, I wouldn't advise you go to a protest unless you kind of unless you're ready for some shit to go down. Yeah. Um, you know, right now on Saturday was peaceful, wasn't it? Yeah, it was really chill. Um, and. I'm very happy for that, but also, like, it, I mean, I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Like, the MNPD is pretty chill for a police force, but, like, I mean, they never rolled down tanks in the streets of Minneapolis until now either. Yeah. So, I'm just, like, I'm wary. Mm -hmm. But, yeah, if you're going to go to a protest, you know, wear a mask, but, uh. As far as, like, 
I mean, that's what Black Lives Matter said, the 30th, like, stay vigilant. Like, it's, there are people who are going to be there with malicious intent, mm-hmm. probably just period, especially now that it's, like, basically every day there's a protest. Yeah. There are absolutely going to be neo-Nazi motherfuckers there, like, like, and they've gotten wiser. They're not just counter-protesting. Right. Because, like I said about the protest in Shelbyville, that was the case back then. Mm-hmm. But they don't. There were a couple dudes who had like got in on our side, like these redneck dudes, and they were just fucking with us. But that was like cutting edge for them at the time. They've kind of they're they're that's a hundred percent just what they're doing. That's why we haven't seen counter protests by and large. Yeah. Because why counter protests when you can just slide, slide in and fuck in, the yeah. shit up? So especially if there are all these white people here. So I mean, like. I've noticed that a lot of the people who start trouble are always carrying traffic cones or something like that. Watch out for those people. Mm. Somebody who looks like they're about to throw something. Yeah. Like, and if someone is starting some shit, it. If you're gonna say something to them, I hope you know how to fight. I hope you're kind of right. prepared for that because I would kind of advise not saying something to them because mm. they're either gonna ignore you, or they're gonna get, they're gonna get real on your ass real quick, is what I've been seeing. And in Nashville, what I've been seeing is they're ignoring you. But on the internet, a lot of people have been like, "You don't don't engage these white boys because it's going. If they're escalating the shit, yeah. just let them spray paint whatever. Let them throw a brick. Let them yeah. do whatever. Just get the fuck out of there." So I would advise that, like, if you someone starts pulling some shit, just be paying attention. Just fucking leave. Yeah. Don't run. Don't cause a fucking stampede. You know, you want to honestly. I've been bringing extra towels in case I get tear gassed, extra mm-hmm. masks. Um, you know, wear comfortable clothing. Bring your own water. People have been giving out water at these protests. A, it's a pandemic. Yeah. B, like, have sense, people. Like, y- you can protest and not fucking link arms and sing kumbia right now. Mm-hmm. Like, that's rad, but you probably shouldn't fucking do that right now. And stop taking water from other people because people people have been, like, spiking water with shit right in other places i don't think that's come here yet Mm -hmm. but the idea is on the internet now so inevitably someone's gonna do some shit like that bring your own fucking water because you need to stay hydrated but you don't need to be taking it from strange white folks Mm -hmm. or even strange black people because white people been rolling up and giving black people water they like i saw this instance i can't remember where it was but someone had like needled something in the bottom and resealed it with a lighter so it wasn't very subtle Mm-hmm. Well, it was as subtle as it could be. Yeah. But, you know, the lady got a bad vibe from this dude, and she was like, you know, okay, not thank you for bringing me all this water, but I'm going to check this water. Yeah. Every one of them had a puncture and a seal. And he put something in there. Jesus Christ. And that's Christ. been happening. Uh, so be prepared for that. Write down a phone number of somebody you can bail you out of jail on your arm in Sharpie. And then write down, like, the Castle Firm is doing pro bono work. Mm. Write down their number. I've been writing down the ACLU in Asheville's number too, just for good measure. Um, what else? We got tennis shoes. If I didn't say that already. Yeah. Even though you don't want to run in the crowd, if you break away from the crowd, you might find yourself needing to run, mm-hmm. especially because tear gas. Um, uh, you know, covering you, up tattoos is another thing that I've yeah, seen. I read just like identifying Marcus has helped because yeah. they they should they like they showed up and just arrested two black folks who were at the Nashville protest like the SWAT team showed up at their house just because they thought maybe they were black people who did some at the protest yeah and I read somewhere too like on your way out 
change into a pair of clothes you weren't wearing during yeah. the protest. So they can't identify you by that and stuff. And I don't want to be, because that this will get used against us. Like, the narrative will be like, what? If, I've actually already heard that from someone yeah. I thought I respected in McMinnville. Like, why do you need to bring water and milk to a protest if it's going to be peaceful then? And it's like... Because most of make them, sure. unfortunately, yeah. are turning out to not yeah, be peaceful. Yeah, it's not really the protesters' fault. It's kind of the cops. Nah, so, <laughs> it's not like, it's, I mean, like, it's like, oh, it's the protesters' fault. The United States government's using tear gas against them, so they shouldn't bring milk yeah. for it. It's, it's like, just that, fuck you, it's you It's that meme of break. Eric Andre shooting Hamble Burris. Like, <laughs> yeah. how could this happen? <laughs> exactly like that. But with that, be prepared for shit like that. Just be prepared for shit like this is an unprecedented time. Apparently, well, at least in our lives, our young ass lives, this is unprecedented. Except for the Rodney King riots, I guess. Yeah. Well, this is relatively rare, and most of us are kind of taken aback, and we should be. But mm. like, I don't think it's wise to be kind of. I think it's wise to be ready for the worst because there are. I mean, like Donald Trump still has like a thirty-eight percent approval rate. Who are those people? Pissed off right now, I tell you that. Because those people, like my hometown, McMinnville, Tennessee, those people are pissed. Those white people are fucking mad as fuck. They want to run over 14-year-olds mm-hmm. for being nigger lovers. So, like, think about that. And yeah. also, I just, you like, you're probably going to have to censor that just for good measure. But, like, <laughs> I think it's important to call it what it is. Like, this shit, like, racially charged and blah, blah, blah. Like, yes, like, the Republicans and the alt-right and shit, they figured out that they can't just say the words and they want to say thug and all this other stuff. Yeah. Don't fall for their bullshit. That's the Democratic party, Party's problem in general. Yeah. It's because they, they can't not mustering a single effective response, partially because they really don't want to. Because anti-blackness is a democratic problem too. Like with Amy Cooper, we saw that in Central mm-hmm. Park. She's like a card-carrying Democrat, but she's still perfectly happy to call the police on a black dude <sighs> trying to get him ridiculous. killed. That was ridiculous. It is ridiculous, and that's oh textbook God. shit. What I'm talking about, as far as from my black ass point of view, where it's like Democrat, democratic white people aren't really any goddamn different. Mm-hmm. So, what was the point I was trying to make? Um, <laughs> oh yeah call it what it is like the, yeah. the what the yeah. democrats fail to do is cut through the rhetoric effectively and act effectively cutting through that rhetoric and it's not useful to not because i've been pissing a lot of people off on facebook being like oh so you just hate black people just say it just come mm. out that's what my video yeah yeah your video just come out yeah. and fucking say it because that's gonna like I think that it, it seems to unsettle these people because they think they're pulling one on over on, like, y'all, hmm. on, like, the white people. They think that, like, they're changing the narrative, much like that whole conversation about the Civil War being about states' rights. <laughs> well, states' <laughs> rights to what? <laughs> I think it's really important to call this shit for what it is yeah, and be like, yeah. you're just mad. Like, my girlfriend's mom, she's just mad that she's a Negro lover. Mm-hmm. And she wants to be like, well, you're just a liberal and you're just like going to, well, her stepdad, don't undo all the work we did. What he meant was don't give these Negroes the idea that they're people because we worked really hard to keep their morale down. That's what he fucking meant. And I think it's important to call that out mm-hmm. because these people think they're smart. Yeah. Right. These people think they're convincing you that they actually believe this rhetorical shit, this word salad melange they throw at you. The reason it doesn't seem to make sense is because these people think is that that's why they think they're like constructing this just world fallacy that you can believe in. And you're probably thinking, why the fuck 
like like we said about like the black when people bring up black on black crime or when mm. people bring up fucking like George Floyd might have didn't kind of it's like yeah but that's not how we handle that problem. What about due process? What about yeah. fucking habeas corpus? It's very important to call this shit out because they're what they're saying is niggas don't deserve due process. So call it out because if you don't, they go around thinking that this rhetoric is effective just because they've changed the vocabulary. And that's something that they were doing in the Nixon administration. Like, mm. literally, you can find where, like, the FBI director back in the day was like, yeah, I mean, we discovered... No, it was like a senator. It's not advantageous to talk about, like, the colored problem. So you talk about redlining. So you keep coming up with these different terms that are all academic and divorced from the historical context of making sure niggas don't live anywhere near white people. Mm. And so on. So you... I think it's really important to keep an eye out on that because it's constantly happening and every day there's more propaganda basically, especially considering our president, that's literally all he does is push out propaganda on Twitter. Like when the looting starts, the shooting starts. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact that like, that's my pro- biggest problem with the media. The media being unaf- afraid to call that for what it is, which is him straight up harkening back to some straight up like sheriff fucking, who is the sheriff a fucking uh, Birmingham back in the day. It was like a total asshole. George Wallace, right? Calling back to some George Wallace-ass shit. Am I right? I don't know. Like, don't let people do that and not call it what it is. Like, mm-hmm. call it racist because racially charged is some NPR bullshit. Mm-hmm. Racially charged doesn't exist. <laughs> like, there's, there's George racist. Wallace was the former governor of Alabama. Yeah. Um... So maybe not who I was thinking of, but it still works. Yeah. <laughs> he is best remembered for his staunch segregationist and populist mm-hmm. views. Now you got it. Yeah. But like I said, it still works. Yeah, with George Wallace, um, at least. Um, it wasn't who I was thinking of, but it still works. Um, there's a specific cop who's just real hard line down there. But anyway, yeah, I think it's very important to counter the rhetoric, with, like the, all this bullshit with rhetoric, with like actual truth and actual like, hey, that's what this is. Like, mm-hmm. Even if it is your fucking dad or whatever, you know, it's just yeah. like that whole, uh, the whole, the whole way white people get uncomfortable with like being racist or being called racist is something yeah. I just, yeah, like, it's ridiculous. Like I sat there and he's just like, I'm not racist. I'm not racist. Slew of like racist mm-hmm. remarks. So that and being like, said, because this seems like a very racist thing that people seem to be saying these days can you explain to us why the all lives matter people are just wrong (laughs) well and why that's that is so many angles one angle to say one angle it's a hashtag how do hashtags work like hashtag black lives matter was never like the implication was never that like despite all other lives Hmm. it was a fucking hashtag when Michael Brown died, mm. like, you know, like, even though, like, it was attributed to the movement and those women who started it took that on because they made it a hashtag, they knew what they were doing on Twitter when they made it a hashtag. Like, it, it was supposed to be, I almost want to Google what a hashtag is, um, but, like, it's, it organizes that information on yeah. Twitter. It's not a fucking, like, thesis fucking it statement. A the yeah. It's not a yeah. fucking theory. It's just a statement. Right. Mm-hmm. So maybe don't add shit to it like Black Lives Matter, but all lives don't. But the second way to look at it, um, 
I don't want to decide which thing I'm going to go after at first. <laughs> <laughs> Second way to look at it, we just all the people who say like that, <laughs> I've noticed all the people who say that, they never like, these people are never piping up when shit happens to black people. They're not yeah. like, they don't actively, or like none of these people are activists or anything who say that. Mm-hmm. Most of these people are like, what? at best, like, real estate agents or just fucking convenience <laughs> store workers and shit. You know, they're just people. Yeah. Your day-to-day They don't really Karen's. do anything. They don't care about social issues, usually. Or at least you don't see them posting on Facebook about it. Mm-mm. But then they swim out of the woodwork to say all lives matter. When, like, somebody gets murdered by the police and someone starts posting Black yeah. Lives Matter, they have to remind everybody that all lives matter. Isn't that clearly just a diversion? Yeah. Like, well, it's why like would you feel the matter. need to say that? Yeah. Like, well, that's not you a chose life. to be a police. Yes. Fucker. Like, you chose to be a police officer. That is not something you're born with. But like, yeah, you choose. You, these people come out of the work, the world work to remind everybody that all lives matter. And it's like, yeah, well, you don't ever care about anybody else's life until now. And what is that? Of course, all lives matter. Like, all lives matter is so fucking meaningless as a phrase. And the people who come out and say it have so little ammunition to say it, other than black people were talking about hey maybe stop killing us so it's just like maybe if you're gonna say that realize that everybody hears i don't like black people Mm -hmm. because there's literally nothing else for you to mean because you don't just say it no one's just hashtagging all lives matter like three weeks ago Mm -hmm. except for a maniac probably (laughs) but i'm sure somebody can prove me wrong there but by and large you don't just see that shit out until black Mm -hmm. lives matter comes out third thing that whole house on fire example that's going around, there's a million different examples to talk about mm-hmm. where you just be like, well, Black Lives Matter is highlighting racial injustice because, and it's the house thing, like, if one house is on fire, if the fire department shows up and starts hosing off all the other fucking houses, and you go, hey man, my house is on fire, like, look. And they went, well, all houses mm-hmm. matter. It would be like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, dude. Like, give me that fire hose, man. <laughs> give, give me that shit. So, yeah, like... That's that's the, the best thing that I saw mm-hmm. about it, and you can tell me if this is wrong because mm-hmm. maybe I don't know what I'm talking about, but was basically like, sure, okay, everybody's life matters, but your life's not in danger right now. Yeah. Yeah. That, then that's super concise. Like, and- nobody's ever said that your life doesn't matter, but mm-hmm. right now there's an issue... In black yeah. lives. Yeah. And, and we need to take care of this. As a, like, as a white man, I don't have to worry if I step out of your house and go for a walk that I could possibly not come back from that walk. Well, yeah, Camilla was talking about, do you want me to walk with you? And I was like, I mean, if somebody around here wants to report me for suspicious activity, I'd be real fucked up because I'm walking around here all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. I'm pretty distinctive, so you should I mean, need I, to as walk As soon with as you me. walked up, I was like, yeah, I see him in this neighborhood. Like, yeah. you walk around here. Yeah. yeah. But... That's something that's on my white ass girlfriend's mind. You know, yeah. I was like, do you well, feel comfortable so, like, walking as around? a white woman? Yeah, yeah. So, like, she has to think about that. Well, yeah, especially because she loves day. me. Yeah, she's yeah. well, she, you, she, like, I mean, because she's white, she's like, she didn't have to deal with any of this until she met me. Like, she yeah. didn't really, she understood that, like, it was a problem. It's a whole other thing to have somebody in your life and be, like, actively worried about what happens if the police ever pull them over. Yeah. You know? Well, I think we kind of touched on that earlier. Like, like these people who just never leave their home t- hometowns mm-hmm. don't see that there's problems because they don't have to think about that. Yeah, exactly. So no, you're just worrying about how many fish are in the fishing hole on Saturday. <laughs> That's the important thing to recognize about All Lives Matter. Most of these people just don't see a problem. Yeah. yeah. 
So you have to convince them there's a problem, and usually mm-hmm. it's not even worth engaging the all lives matter nonsense. But because yeah. they're in, like, I just know that Nebraska. that's a big thing right now. Mm-hmm. People are like, "But, but my life." And it's like, "Yeah, but you're not. Uh, yeah. You're not yes. in danger right now. You're fine." Another you. thing I would say is it's not a fucking zero sum game because I feel like a lot of people exactly. know yeah, that, true. like, they know that that's not the point, but they're just afraid that like if black people get any semblance of their civil rights in this country, that suddenly like. I don't know. We'll go full Wakanda. Well, I think I think <laughs> people. <laughs> I don't know what the fuck they're worried about. Like it's like there's not even enough of us. Like I don't, I don't get it. Oh like full Wakanda. Just kick my, you motherfuckers to the curb. My, like the, the thing that I, I think is happening with that is is people are are seeing violent protests who don't actually realize that it's typically not the Black Lives Matter people starting Mm -hmm. these protests. So they say, oh, well, Black Lives Matter is is trying to push their agenda with violence. Mm -hmm. No, they're actually not. And that's the biggest thing that needs to be discussed, I think. And another thing, violence against property is not the same thing as violence against bodies. Yeah. If you're going to commodify... Yes. My my favorite quote from from a a punk band... Especially white people. From the UK. Yeah. Black people's medium household income, median household income is like $15,000 and has been since like the fucking 20s. White people's median household income is around $70,000 now because it's been going up for years and years. Mm -hmm. Yeah. If some white person's shit gets broke, too bad, so sad because their parents will probably just buy them a fucking new one. I'm sorry. Mm -hmm. But guess what most brothers don't have the luxury of? Generational wealth. Yep. You know, that's a huge part of systemic racism where white people are like, why can't we pull ourselves up by our bootstraps? Well, motherfucker, because you've been stomping us down at every mm-hmm. turn. It's like Malcolm X says, that's not a chip on my shoulder. That's your boot on my neck. Right. <laughs> anyway, continue, Jesse. I don't remember. I think we're past it. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, well, you were saying like, well, you said what was the <laughs> well, uh, you like said fucking destroying so, well, brought oh yeah up. destroying property is different yeah and like yeah but I don't want to be like full Marxist and be like but like I mean yeah if you're gonna commodify like yeah. if you're gonna commodify every aspect of living in America and expect black people to understand like expect like black people by and large who have been put between this rock and a hard place to understand like oh well maybe the best performative thing isn't to smash the police cars like what what. That's ridiculous. You've literally, like, we've reduced black bodies to nothing but numbers for so long, and just recently has the white establishment started caring about black economic power at all. Before, like, 1990-something, I would argue, white people didn't give a shit about the black dollar. It exists. They didn't give Mm -hmm. a shit about it, though. You know, like, I mean, you see that now where, where, like, people won't fire people who are racist. I mean, basically just because I don't give a shit if black people shop here. Mm. fucking corner pub out here There's corner pub green hills is like i don't give a fuck about a negro should go into corner pub i'm fine with that i hated that place anyway because yeah. <laughs> you know but like that that attitude still persists and if you're gonna like live in this country and expect black people to just be like oh well you're not gonna smash a police car from time to time or something or burn a flag or something. Mm-hmm. It's just a ridiculous thing to ask of us when literally wealth in this country was built on our backs. Mm-hmm. And everything about this country is about capital. Mm-hmm. And the dollar. Value and the dollar. And are you making dollars and stuff? And black people literally don't even have the same chance to make a dollar. What do you want us to feel? Like, how do you expect the average motherfucker who didn't even get to go to college to 
how are they going to manifest this? They mm-hmm. know that, like, yeah, like, we, by and large, I will speak for black people, by and large, black people aren't about to try to, like, start a fucking violent revolution. Yeah. Um, sort of lets me down in some senses, but I, I think it's a good thing because white people would flip shit <laughs> if there was anything vaguely resembling the Black Panther Party right now. Like, yeah. let's arm all black communities. Holy shit, would the Second Amendment go out the fucking window? Right. Well, it's exactly what happened in California and mm-hmm. Oakland when the Black Panthers showed up on a courthouse step with guns. Fucking, then, I think Reagan was the governor then. Yeah, it was like... He was like, gun control! Very, yeah, we need gun control! After, yeah. And all the white people in California were like, hell yeah! And they still have gun control. Yeah. <laughs> and I it's 100% because yeah, of the Black Panthers. So yeah, yeah it's guns. 100% because of the Black Panthers. Whoa. It was a direct response. Interesting. Like That's there's a just good fact. <laughs> yeah, like I mean, there's tons of shit like that. Like uh, talking about how black wealth has been just stifled. Like in 1921, there was a black Wall Street in Tulsa, and the Air Force accidentally bombed the fuck out of it, killed like hundreds of people. Accidentally, no one was tried. I don't think there's ever there been an accidental bombing. No. Yeah. <laughs> it doesn't just fall out of the it was plane. It an accidental training run or something. Well, yeah, I mean, in Savannah, but that's a different story. <laughs> well, but, that shit happened. Well, that yeah. shit doesn't happen. <laughs> that's, I don't, I don't, I do absolutely condone the destruction of property, especially white people's property. Um, at least white businesses, uh, just because, fuck them. Like, if you're going to keep your... You can replace cowboy hats. You can't replace... Well, yeah. And it's... Well, once again, if you're not going to change, what do you expect people to do? Um, And, of course, like, black people aren't out here advocating for riots and shit. But if white people start some shit and someone starts knocking the windows out of the boot barn, how the fuck are you going to look at black people to condemn that? Mm -hmm. It's because... if It's a ridiculous double standard because if you're going to look at black people and ask us to condemn that, why can't you condemn police, police brutality? Yeah. Right. So, I hate it because, like, I would love it if everybody would just change their minds and hold hands and sing Kumbaya. Yeah. That's not not how shit works. I mean, if violence wasn't considered (laughs) humanity's answer. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) But if violence wasn't humanity's answer to a problem, why do we still have wars all the goddamn time? Yeah. It's like, that's some of the only shit some people understand. Especially people from Yeehaw County whose dad just beat the shit out of them their entire mm-hmm. lives. The just only angry. thing they understand is violence, honestly. Yeah, right. And that's one of the reasons white people are so fucking scared. All Lives Matter people, I think, is because the only thing they really understand is violence. They're mm-hmm. like, oh yeah, go to Afghanistan and bomb the shit out of them. So they expect the same thing from the black community. Right. Yeah. Which is why I want to be like, violence against property is very different yeah. from violence against people. Yeah. Black people aren't about to start trying to drone strike anybody if we even had the means, I guess. Yeah. If we went full Wakanda. <laughs> or some shit. Like, you know, like, I don't think... I think that black people in America know that, like, if we were to have our own ethno state, that, like, you couldn't... We couldn't just repeat the steps of imperialism and expect to, like, rock with it and it'd be, like, a good thing. Um, I don't know. That's how I feel about it. Um, I feel like it's a totally ridiculous idea that, like, black people are, like, gunning for an ethno state, especially American black people. Because mm-hmm. you know who <laughs> – I've had a lot of people on Facebook being like, what a patriot at me when I'm like, well, you just don't like black people. We're talking about all lives matter or whatever bullshit, black on black crime. Mm-hmm. Get out of here with that. They'll be like, oh, look at you. You're such a patriot, you racist. And it's like, yeah, 
because you dragged my ass here. I'm more American than you. <laughs> I have no choice. Yeah. You know, you kill all the indigenous people practically. So who would be more American than black people in this country? Mm-hmm. And you know who the most patriotic people I've ever met are? Black people. Mm-hmm. Because what, what am I supposed to identify with? I don't know what fucking tribe I came from. Yeah. My family eventually tracked down we came from Sudan. But that took a fuck ton of effort. And yeah. it's not for sure. And you motherfuckers, <laughs> the, like you guys know who your great, great granddaddy is. But guess who doesn't get that luxury? Yeah. Black people. So guess who just gets to be American? American black people. And that's what I was alluding to when I was talking about like second generation Nigerians and the one who told me that Pan-Africanism is trash philosophy. Like that's a perspective that was hard for me at first because, you know, I wanted to have some connection with like the motherland. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because the legacy sort of sucks. You're kind of unrooted as a black man in America or a black person in America. But... That's why so many black people are like, I mean, James Baldwin said he, he would say that all the time. He says, I love America. I can't live there. <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, like you find that all throughout like black writing and black art is this like need to accept our Americanness because who is more American? Like yeah. we that practically paved the way mm. for Y'all American built this, art. Built the country. And built the fucking country. So... You know, to everybody who's been calling me very, what a patriot and sarcastically, I mean, yeah, I mean, I'm actually holding the country accountable for any goddamn yeah. thing. I actually want you to want see it a, to survive and yeah, I would love to see an America that lives up to all of the ideals that the founding yeah. fathers. What were Schoolhouse Rock pissing. made it seem like when yeah. you were eight years old. I would love that shit, and let me tell you what. The black people are not standing in the way. Like, mm-hmm. fucking people immigrating here from Mexico are not standing in the way. It's people who talk about make America great again. They mean mm-hmm. they want a fucking segregated water fountain. Yep. Uh, you know, it's like, because that's what's un-American if you're all life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness. Yeah. And you want to, like, ignore the fact those dudes had slaves and shit and retcon that shit. If you're going to, if you want to fucking see sunshine and rainbows, well, you should probably adjust your attitudes now. You know, like, if you're going to be like, well, the founding fathers wanted us to all come together. You know, so many white people, like, always invoke that. The same sense, same breath. They invoke, like, me being a patriot. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, the founding fathers did this. And it's like, well, and they all own slaves. Yeah. And, but if you're going to ignore yeah, that. Pieces of shit. <laughs> like, why are you going to tell me I'm not a patriot for expecting mm-hmm. you to be better than them? Yeah. You know, right. that's a ridiculous, ridiculous line of rhetorical thinking for me that, like, black people who are asking white people to stop being shitty aren't patriotic like i don't want a statue of nathan bedford bedford forest and i-40 so i'm not a patriot he committed treason mm-hmm. last i checked he wasn't a patriot yeah <laughs> i i actually like just yesterday was looking into that statue because it's still there and still it's um, covered pink. in that pink, pink. oh dude i pass pink, it pink. every day i um, fucking hate that and statue. i was like okay let's let's like see who this guy is mm-hmm. you know he did nothing good. No, there's not no. one thing that you could say. Even if you're uh, like a Confederate person, yeah. you, there's nothing he did good other than he was the general of the Confederate army, and, and he lost a bunch of battles. And yeah. he, well, yeah, he 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 killed a bunch of. Uh, there was the his like main battle that the other side, the the Union army, surrendered, mm-hmm. but because most of that army was black, he just killed them all. After they had surrendered, and then he became the first Grand that. Wizard of the Ku Klux Klan. Mm-hmm. Was the which, first Grand if that's the reason he's got a statue here, this shit needs to be burned down. It basically like is. Now. 
because well, well that's on private I property i can't it figure out why that, yeah. it's there because even if you support the confederacy he didn't do anything good no pick me i know why <laughs> <laughs> yeah. a lot of confederate statues were erected in the 80s and 90s because reaganism because mm. there was this whole because uh remember that what ronald reagan's platform was no <laughs> make america great again I shit you guys not. It was, or maybe it was chain one word. America will be great again. But Reagan basically ran on a very similar platform to Donald Trump, except he could actually string sentences together. <laughs> he actually had any action. And didn't drink 13 Diet yeah. Cokes a day. And he had actual charisma, probably because he wasn't high as a motherfucker. Because if you're going to tell me that Donald Trump isn't high as fuck all the time, oh, you're dude. lying. You're lying. Well, what is what is Donald Trump high on? What well, he's doing? ancient, so it's got to be like prescription amphetamines at this point, right? You'd think. Uh yeah, that's a big. thing. But he's supposed big, to be a big, big pharma's. De- yeah. Oh yeah, he was a big cokehead. So I mean, that's reason. why I assume prescription amphetamines, because I assume his old ass heart. Especially Couldn't with all that do. KFC candle. He's having. Uh, <laughs> he's having one of the. But <laughs> from my experience, I mean, if he's been doing it his whole life, he probably still needs a bump in the morning, honestly. Yeah. Or I, I mean, he's the fucking. He's president. probably having it boofed at this point. Well, yeah, he's the president. <laughs> he probably doesn't have to snort shit, honestly. But uh, what are we talking about? Oh, Confederate statue. <laughs> yeah, like that wave of populism that came around. White people totally just wanted, wanted to like remind niggas what used to be. Like it was totally just intimidation. Yeah. Basically. Well, that's that's like the argument I hear all the time. What's our history? It's like, okay, they don't have statues of Hitler in Germany, do yeah. they? That's their history? Yeah. Well, it was some fucked to... up history. Mm-hmm. We don't need to remember And the it. statues yeah. that there were of him, they put in a museum or whatever. Like, yeah. they yeah. put him in a museum and put him in a section like, hey, this if, was that fucked up If you fucked, fucked up, period. go in that. Yeah. yeah, yeah like, so. But, Yeah. Go that enjoy your heritage. I'm totally okay with a Confederate museum because I'm never going to fucking go there. Yeah, like, yeah. Yeah. And then I don't have to look at on I-40 yeah. when I'm fucking coming home tired of shit. Or in the square of a st- of like Charleston or in the yeah. fucking square of fucking, fucking downtown the, Nashville. There's they, The shits are everywhere, Until man. like three or four years. Not even that. Savannah's maybe. got them all over. Yeah, I know. I don't like to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> but at MTSU... I, I grew up in <laughs> Forest Hall. Yeah, Forest Hall. Mm-hmm. And they fucking kept that name until after I had graduated. Mm-hmm. Like, Did they finally get rid of that? I think it's still named no, Forest they, Hall. Yeah, because they literally, the MTSU board just told the student body, which is majority black at MTSU, yeah. fuck yourselves. Like, yeah. yeah. Like, like, we don't give a fuck. I'm super surprised that one hasn't burned down. <laughs> like, Well, in Rutherford County, the cops got real plantation style. Knock the microphone again. Uh, sorry. Oh, yeah, dude. but in Rutherford County, they announced the night. they announced the curfew like thirty minutes after. after. Yeah, and just arrested. We were sitting at the house, and the and the fucking curfew alarm came up on my phone. And I was like, "Oh, curfew's at 10. And I looked up at the clock. I was thirty like, minutes. Yeah, uh, <laughs> I was after, like, "It's ten thirty one. Like, I'm glad I'm not outside right now." Exactly. The whole Confederate monument argument—that's a hundred percent some rhetoric that I feel like you should just take go for their throat and be like, "You're just you don't." Like, why do you need to make black people see this shit all the time? Yeah. And watch them sputter. In beautiful, like, like what Jesse said, in Savannah, Savannah is beautiful. You can, like, go throughout all those those cobblestone areas. 
But then, yeah, you got to look at fucking Confederate soldier statues that nobody gives a shit about anymore. That's like, the funny thing is like you don't really see people sitting. Well, there. people do give a shit about. It. I don't give a shit yeah. about the people but, but, that give a shit but, but, about. But the funny normal thing is, people, like, <laughs> yeah. people, people don't go there and people like that... picnic and pray to these statues yeah. Yeah. until they try to knock them down, yeah. and then they're like, "Whoa, no, that's my heritage." Yeah, it's my like, granddaddy used to feed me goldfish in front of the statue. It's like your heritage is being a treasonous loser. Yeah, yeah. You know, your heritage Just is an ass. And over a bad reason, by the way, like the like, pla- like plantation owners, this shit's as tale as old as time. Rich white people were like, "Okay, you poor white motherfuckers are gonna die for us." Plantation owners weren't getting out there with their fucking rifles and bayonets. Mm-mm. They sent poor white people to die for them, and it's a fucking, it's 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 literally one of the most depressing things I can think of that the grandkids of these poor white people think that that's their heritage and mm-hmm. that these people did anything for them because those fucking rich motherfuckers who did own slaves didn't mm-hmm. give a fuck about them any yep. more than Donald gives a fuck about, about us and yep. his golden goddamn apartment. Mm-hmm. You know, like... It's just rich people just... Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hate them. Go, go Hate them. Yeah. Exactly. Because it's advantageous to keep people ignorant. Yep. You know, it's advantageous yep. to fucking, you know... That's actually a whole nother, it's a whole nother Donahue show. That's a whole nother podcast episode. I feel like <laughs> talking about how class intersects all of this because. We'll have you back on. Ignorance the, is bliss yeah. for the rich mm-hmm. and powerful. No, and I don't, sometimes it's I wonder. It's bliss for you and me. It's rich for the people yeah. who are above us. Because I do think Donald's a racist, but sometimes I wonder if he really like cares to be racist in public or if he just knows how effective it is of a motivator mm-hmm. for like his 38% right now. You know, he's just like. Well, I mean, I hear that shit all the time. He tells it like it is. You know, it's like he does everything he says he's going to do, except hardly anything he says he's going to do. But apparently, I had got a guy on Twitter told me he drained the swamp because he fired Cohen. And I was <laughs> like, but then he gave Jared Kushner a job doing stuff he wasn't even qualified for. <laughs> like, that's what you're okay with? Like, you really think, like, you're okay with nepotism? And I'm, I'm like, no, you're not. Like, motherfuckers from Warren County absolutely get me. Oh, that rich boy just got that job because his daddy had it. Yeah. You know, and but it's okay if, what? You know, like, I was like, this doesn't make sense, but I guess I'm done arguing with this person on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> um, I will, I will, I had a point with, with Bunker Bitch. Oh, I feel oh, like the... Re- <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> it's so funny. Bunker bitch. Well, uh, he, I want to make that a hashtag because I know it piss them off. Is this true that I saw that he's the first president to ever go into that bunker? I'm pretty yep. sure it is. Yep. Because there was some riots on the lawn of the mm-hmm. White House. Mm-hmm. I think there's been some bigger events in history that call Could, for presidents b- going into that bunkers. bunker. I mean, it oh, seems dude. like most presidents have bigger He took his, his cold McDonald's burgers and his Diet Cokes. and he... a little bit, though. <laughs> 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 like, look at the clock, like how uh, bad will No, but I McDonald's feel like the reason that Donald has at least still 38% is it's dumb people being like, Oh, this president is also dumb. <laughs> like, I, it, we're we're finally reaching the dumbass degraph. Level, you're absolutely <laughs> because right. Because the, the, there's a guy I work with, with who's him. a diehard Trump fan. He has an eighth grade education at best, and he just uh, loyally, no matter what Donald Trump said, he has a baby girl. And and I like brought up the point. I was like, you know, he like rape kids, right? And he's just like, ah, oh, well, he's just. You know he's the best president we've ever had. He's just he's he's looking out for the good old boys. Whoa, and whoa! Like, <laughs> that was the first thing he said, though. Are you? That's fucking dumb. Yes, absolutely, Stephen. <laughs> like, like point blank. Like, 
how are you this fucking dumb? And then I, f- I feel like I was finally, at that point, I was just like, oh, it's just dumb people. They're just like, if we keep a dumb well, guy, yeah. we can keep being dumb and nobody's going to like... I mean, I, I don't want to be mean to them because being mean to them isn't going to give them change their minds. But yes, these people typically aren't educated and they're, that resonates with them that Donald is a fucking businessman who didn't... <laughs> Finish? Did he go to college? <laughs> no, I think he definitely he, didn't go I to think, the same college. Almost any of our presidents went Daddy to. Daddy tried to a degree. Um, kind of like what? What's her face from Full House trying to buy her daughter into college? Yeah, I mean that happens. Oh, especially yeah. as far as I mean, white folks get away with that shit until yeah. recently. There's a lady finally. <laughs> anyway, <laughs> anyways, uh, okay, let's. Yeah. Uh, yeah, man. Yeah. It's like anything it doesn't have else to be a... that you just want to say. <laughs> like... I don't know. I hate, because I've been wrestling with this, because I feel like, I feel like in college, I became like a huge bummer. Um, mostly because, the, like I said, I went to Belmont, and I was just very fed up with the people I was around after the first year I was there. I mean, mm-hmm. I mean, I remember one time I was walking around campus on the phone and some white dudes just like put their hands all the way in my hair and then I was like hey motherfucker come here and they took the fuck off because they were like oh shit we did something wrong <laughs> and I was clearly pissed I mean I said I was like what the I was like what the fuck you better get your ass back here and they just took the fuck off and I was like so you know you just don't give a shit and that was the oh, kind of school just, I like, went to. Just trying to like feel the texture. Yeah, they were just one hundred percent. People do that all the time at Belmont because they don't know any fucking better. Yeah, so. that happened to you when we were at a fucking um, Springwater. Yeah, drunk. Yeah, I hate that fucking shit. I hate that shit. Well, are you talking about the black chick who asked to smell yeah, my hair? Yeah. Well, that's sort of different because um, she was black, and that's just like she was clearly just fucking hidden on me and Solomon. Mm-hmm. In a weird, creepy, I'm also a crust punk black lady way. Yeah. Because he was like, I mean, he was a crust punk and shit, you know? So, like, I think she was just, that's just her style. <laughs> With white people. Because I've had so many drunk white women come up, like, behind me at a and show. Just and just you. Yeah. And it's like, if if I ever got it in my mind to go around touching white people's hair, I wouldn't be sitting here with y'all no, right now. No. I would be in jail. That seems, that seems like some... Old timey plantation day shit. Like, oh look, it's a black guy. Let's touch him. Like that Basically, seems like a very racist. No, white thing. women will do that. Especially I wonder what when they're he drunk. feels like. Well, they just don't. He doesn't look like me. They don't. Yeah, and they don't care about my agency in their day to day life. So they just think, oh, especially because I'm me and like I'm pretty, and like I, I mean, yeah, they'll just be like, oh, you're pretty, but they don't care that they're like violating me. Basically, mm-hmm. you know. And actually, I've totally been groped by a drunk light lady before I had to be like what the fuck are you doing like just straight up since so grabbing my ass I'm just like no I had a really uncomfortable exchange of Bonner over a chick grabbing my hair actually she had a big ass six foot one white boyfriend but for some reason he was way more scared of me than I was of him <laughs> <laughs> I was just like cause I got gangsta about it I was just like what when is this ever gonna well, not really gangsta I was just like when is this ever gonna happen cause he was like can I touch your hair at least she asked hmm. and I was like when like what? You gonna be on? How is what? Were you gonna be on fucking? What's that show? What, what the millionaire show? Uh, do you want to be a millionaire? Do you, you want to be a millionaire? A millionaire? You gonna be on Jeopardy? And they're gonna be like, what does a black person's hair feel like? <laughs> Fuck you! You know, it's like get out of my face. Come in handy. Like, for yeah, you. like and I stole that from W. Kamau Bell. I remember where I got that. Um, but uh, yeah, that happens. But Belmont, yeah, I used to be. Just like a total bummer because 
I feel like I was kind of wrestling with the stuff every day. I think it's kind of, I don't know. I also don't want to be too much of like a hippie about it because it's like everything's not all rainbows and sunshine. But it is kind of important to keep in mind that like at least take care of yourself right now because it's, mm-hmm. it's pretty hard to get wrapped up in the, the furor of the moment and all this fucked up shit. But like don't forget to eat like. You know, you need mm-hmm. to take care of yourself. Absolutely. I'm probably talking to black people more maybe right now, yeah, yeah, yeah. but or myself, but like I think that's really important. Like, you know, take care of your like I said, talk to your families, but you know, talk to your friends too. Like your friends mm-hmm. need to be taken care of, you know, right now, especially in times like these where they're hard and everybody's trying to learn. So, you know, don't don't get too bummed out and remember that fucking if you need to take a step away you don't have to be at the protests every day and shit mm-hmm. like i've seen some people kind of with that idea and let me tell you what i'm not about to take my black ass out there every day no i can't do it i mean i gotta make money <laughs> yeah, I was about to say. <laughs> but like you know four I out of seven days i gotta work but those three other days i'll be out there yeah and i mean that's something i'm trying to tell myself because i'll wake up every morning and get on social networking and i have to like make myself not do it especially yeah. because i'm just almost arbitrarily going to start some shit with some white people nowadays on social networking. It's kind of hard. Not well, to I've know. had random white people just jumping on my Facebook cause it was mostly public and harassing me. So I had to cut that out. I was just like, cause it happened a couple times and then it happened like three times. I was like, no, we're not having this. Like, cause I look, look, okay. <laughs> I, I'm Steven Nicholas Roberts on Facebook at the Afro sapien on Instagram. Come for me if you want to, but you get too touchy with that shit. You better show up in my front fucking yard. Cause I bet you wouldn't say that shit to my face. <laughs> like, cause I actually, I know you wouldn't say it to my face. And I may, Ooh, Ooh, there's like that. That's what irritated me. The fuck out of me at Belmont is I'd like hear about people saying stuff and it would get back to me. And I would be like, what did you say? Johnny? <laughs> And he'd be like, no, very equally white man. And I'd be like, why'd you say it then? Yeah. If you were going to be afraid, don't say the shit. You know, mm-hmm. it's like, you can be real Keep bold on the internet. At me all you want. You cool to your friends, don't you? Yeah, yeah but like. You sound like a little bitch. If you, <laughs> you want to sick all your random friends on me or your fake accounts, look, like, ooh, I shouldn't say my address on this podcast. I'm not going to no, do this. No, I'm not going to do that. Yeah, but look, if you want to try to be all big ball and you can probably figure out where I live and come find me, motherfucker, because we can solve this problem. We can solve it real fucking quick. I'm from McMinnville, Tennessee. I know how to fix that if you really want to talk some shit. If you want to put your money where your mouth is, let's move on. And that's... God damn it, I'm showing my hicks so hard. But I, what I'm trying to say is like, Take care of yourself. <laughs> I love that. Make sure you take care of yourself. I will fucking oh, find fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> like, but no, what I'm really trying to say is this shit pisses me off, and I, I it's going to raise my blood pressure, and I'm going to get hypertension, and I don't need to let it do that. Um, and well, same no, thing with everybody else. You here, so. Yeah, you know, like, you know, it's, I think that's important, that especially for people of color, but everybody right now, because, I mean, white people are experiencing some of this a little bit. Like, mm-hmm. for instance, my girlfriend, like, she does not know what it's like. Don't get me wrong. Um, I think this is what black people don't understand. They're like, do you talk to her like this? I had my uncle ask me the other week. He was like, don't you make her uncomfortable? He was like, do you just tell her stuff like that? I was like, yeah. And he literally was like, well, you should probably be like extra compassionate because she's inevitably going to hear her as a white. She's white, Nicholas. Mm-hmm. You know, my middle name's Nicholas, and that's what my family calls me because I, I have an uncle, Steve. So to avoid confusion... 
You're not um, close. Yeah. So that's my. That's like yeah. That's one of my fans. Yeah. And he was like, you should probably like, like, do you like ever make up for that? He says. <laughs> I was like, I mean, what do you mean? <laughs> and he was like, holy shit, man! Like, I, I could like go to the farmers market, do yeah, something she no. likes. And my black ass uncle was like, holy shit, man! Like. Beat, beat. Like, you don't, like, if you go this hard all the time, it's got to be hard to beat her. Yeah. And, like, I was like, you're probably right. And, like, she doesn't understand. That's because she is white and she doesn't understand everything I've ever been through because she can't. She doesn't know what it feels like. Yeah. She's not the, you know, one time I was pulled over and I, I was pulled over. My girlfriend at the time was pulled over, my high school sweetheart, and outside of Jackson, Tennessee, which, holy fuck. And we ended up surrounded by cops from different counties. And I look in the passenger over out my passenger window, and a cop's got a gun pointed at me. Because why not? Mm-hmm. You know, like because well, I was a black dude in a white woman's car, so I must have been forcing her to drive me to Memphis against our will. Our will. <laughs> Take me back to the motherland, bitch. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, like they illegally detained us for a minute and then ran uh, the cops always do this thing where they run my ID and then they basically like are you sure this is you because you don't have a record it's like yeah offensive first off yeah (laughs) that's me yeah that's my ID yeah Yeah. I don't have a record thank you the only reason I don't have a record is because of judicial review too because the one thing that ever ended up on my record was just total McMinnville bullshit it, it, freshman year of high school, some dude came up behind me, pushed me out of the way, and called me hard hard. And I was like, I spent all of middle school fighting. And in Warren County, they let you get away with that until high school, and then they start sending you to court for fighting. Because mm-hmm. I swear to God, every dude there has a hardcore masculinity complex. Small town America. Um, so I spent all of middle school just fighting everybody I fucking wanted to fight. And then high school was like, they're going to fucking get you in trouble. And I was trying to go to college and shit. So I was like, let me quit doing this shit and mellow the fuck out a little bit. Um, and this dude came up and pushed me and said, hard R N word. And I was like, God damn it, dude. <laughs> I was like, why do we got to do this, man? And I was very committed to it. So I was like, dude, leave me alone. I was like, what, nigger? And he just kept doing it and doing it and doing it and doing it. And I was like, all right. And I dropped my books and I pushed him and he whacks me and runs away. And a bunch of his friends jump out because this is a small town in America mm. and jump the fuck out of me. And I, like... So I got jumped, and this never gets easier to because I look back and I'm like, how the fuck did this happen? Yeah. But I got jumped. This guy whacked me. I didn't even get a hit in on him. I whacked some of his fucking friends, but like nobody cared about that. Dude, like, accidentally punched his girlfriend at some point, who was also his third cousin. Just want to throw that out there. Oh uh, yeah. For shits and giggles. Um, McManville. Yeah, like, just like to paint the picture. <laughs> he ended up whacking her in the forehead and like blamed it on me, of course. She blamed it on me to get him out of trouble because he had a record like already and he would have, it was like his third strike. He was yeah. going to fucking juvie. So she was trying to get him out of that and shit and I would, I am way too sweet for my own fucking good. When I was in the nurse offices with this, because I just tried to walk to class after this. Apparently they bloodied my nose up and then my teacher was like holy shit dude what the fuck and I was like what what I'm just I'm like I am not getting in trouble for this I'm not going down I didn't do shit <laughs> like I'm not going down not this it's time. like I got my ass kicked just now I'm pissed like, I just want to learn algebra <laughs> yeah like it was actually world history which is like the worst class to go into after that honestly um, and she was like go to the fucking nurse's office like what just happened 
and I go to the nurse's office, and they talk like they couldn't find me. They talk like, we were looking for you. Where were you? And I got in trouble for being in the nurse's office. And it didn't occur to any of these dumbass hick motherfuckers to call my world history teacher. Be like, call my homeroom and be like, where is he supposed to be? Oh, world history? Hey, Mrs. Collins, where the fuck is this nigga? They was like wandering the school because obviously I just ran off. Anyway, I got in trouble somehow for that. But anyway, the, the girl was down there like, you hit me in the forehead. And I was like, I don't remember doing that, but I'm <laughs> really sorry if I did. Which they used against me in court. Um, but I got charged with assault for getting jumped. Jesus Christ. And the judge, because cause the SROs reviewed the footage and decided I deserved an assault charge for not hitting anybody. Because I didn't, I could have walked away still. But they tried to tell the judge that, and the judge was like, this dude has no record. I want to see this tape. And when he saw the tape, he was like, what the hell is this? I'm going to give you disorderly conduct, six months of probation, and judicial review because you could have walked away. I was like, that's still racist bullshit, but I'll take, take it. it. <laughs> yeah. Um, it's like racist light, so yeah. okay. But they scrubbed it off my record because I never got in trouble again. Yeah. But I was, I mean, yeah, I had to do like, Eight hours of community service, mm. and do. I remember doing community service, and the community service leader was like, "What? Who are you? Like, why are you so agreeable?" Because all the kids he got was usually so shitty. They came yeah. just, like they came from troubled homes, and it's not like mine wasn't troubled. I just wasn't mm-hmm. handling it that way. And I was like, "Hey, can we not make me the golden boy right now? I'm trying to survive through this." Yeah, yeah. I'm like, you with all these rough-ass kids. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just like, Look, I do not need this right now. I do not need, need to be. To, if you ever need to class. treat a black guy like shit, it is yeah, right now. Like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, that's the, the only reason I don't have a record is because the the judge, and honestly, is because he kind of had a conflict of interest because I'd grown up with his daughter, and his, I know his daughter was like, "Yo, this dude." It's never really done shit to anybody, mm-hmm. and he didn't. He didn't start this, you know. Um, he may be angry, but he did not start this shit. And I'm glad she put in that word for me because I don't know how it would went otherwise. Mm-hmm. I don't know how it would went if I'd gotten a judge that wasn't her dad, honestly, because they probably would just left that assault charge as is. Thank you, Jarvis, for being a racist piece of shit. That was the that was our SRO who watched that tape and decided I could have walked away. Well, decided apparently that me. Pushing a dude is assault after he hits me. Which, if you're listening and you know anything at all about the law, you know that's not how that works. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's, you know, that's a, one of those textbook examples of like being black in America, even if you're just like black enough to look black, you know, and have mm-hmm. like a wide nose and big lips and big hair. So. You know, like, darker, darker... Well, actually, I was dark as shit back then because of marching band. I was like, I do tan up, and they, I haven't been outside enough to be particularly dark. <laughs> back then, I was pretty dark, actually, I guess. At least half the year. At least that part of the year. I guess that's why I came out with the hard R. But anyway, yeah. Because, anyway, uh, I think it's the most important thing I could probably say is, like, don't forget to take care of yourself in these coronavirus mm-hmm. fucking state, I mean, fucking military state times, you know, because you just need to. And also, just in general, stay vigilant. You mm-hmm. never fucking know, especially if you went to the, one of these protests. Apparently, they're showing up SWATs and arresting people who maybe had something to do with some vandalism. So, you know, watch out for that. Uh, you know, just kind of, you know... 
What the fuck? What does is, what is Mad-Eye Moody say in Harry Potter? <laughs> Constant vigilance! <laughs> yeah. Right, let's end on Mad-Eye Moody. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's kind of perfect. <laughs> Thank yeah. you so much Constant for being vigilance. on, Steven. Thanks for having me, y'all. Oh, dude, this is awesome. Oh, yeah, fucking... I'm at the Afro Sapien Bakes on Instagram. Fucking buy oh, baked dude. goods for me. Yes. I'm at the Afro Sapien. I'm trying to do the fucking being like a in influencer oh, things because okay. I'm tired of working for somebody else that isn't me. Hell yeah. Um, but at least buy baked goods for me because I'm definitely a better baker than I am an influencer probably. Um, it all looks good as shit. I'm I'm looking forward to getting paid this Friday. Hitting you up. <laughs> I appreciate that. No uh, man, that's one of the best things. To have figured out that I could actually maybe make work. Because mm-hmm. I was like, oh, maybe people will buy this shit for me. But it's been going really well, man. Yeah. And, like, I really that's love what, it. That's it's what super Lucy cathartic. Said. And, like, super duper rad to be able to just, like, focus. Because, like, food is, like, my other passion besides music and being mm-hmm. loud out, loudmouth motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> um, what, so what was the Instagram handle again? At the Afro Sapien is my main Insta where you're going to catch all the political bullshit. I also have a website I just started called the Afro Sapien dot. It's Afro Sapien com dot WordPress dot com. Yeah. Because WordPress is a piece of shit. But I'm going to fix all that and it'll be at the Afro Sapien dot com. It's the Afro Sapiens talking at the internet. I haven't updated in a minute because work. I mm-hmm. um, just quit my day job because I'm probably a maniac, but. <laughs> I've been through so many day jobs anyway, just yeah. as musician steez. You know, it's like, what the fuck ever, oh, I guess. Especially right now, it's like... How are you supposed to find stable work? Well, yeah, and, like, I feel like I'm... I don't want to be too privileged about it, but, like, I mean, I went to Belmont. Like, I can yeah. be my own boss if I want to be. I just yeah, don't have the gumption or the self-belief. Um, like I said, that's why the baking thing's working out, you know. Um, but, yeah, the, it's at the Afro Sapien Bakes. If you want to hit me up with the baked goods orders, I'm finally sort of getting streamlined with it. I mean, I've been, I baked like 50 some cookies, like three loaves of bread, three pies this weekend. Like, I'm real with the shit. I know what I'm mm-hmm. doing, so holler at me. Shit, Don't be that's afraid. Makes it dangerous that you live right there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I have yeah. a sweet tooth. Like, <laughs> dude, it's well, look, straight up, dude. all of it looks so good. He posts pictures. I'm like, oh man, why am I so poor right now? I'm trying to learn how to use my girlfriend's camera so I can take better pictures. I'm got, I've got some of those I'm trying to roll out. But yeah, nice. like, uh, Help me level up, cause I can level up and do even more. And yeah, man. And it's a know. black-owned business in Nashville. It is a black. You yeah, Th- that's true. It. I am black. I forget. <laughs> I, yeah, but actually, yeah, that's that's another thing I should have mentioned. Like black-owned businesses support yeah. black futures. If you want to, like, besides the bail funds, if you just want to donate, you can donate to a bail fund. But you can also just like go out of your way, cause it's mm-hmm. actually not that hard. Like if you, like it's kind of it was it was harder before white people started compiling lists of black owned businesses. Yeah, <laughs> now it's like <laughs> now I got like a like, list of thirty places. Like I didn't yeah. mean to go there anyway. So spend your money there. Like your economic dollar, your dollar is as much a vote as your actual vote. Mm-hmm. Um, that's something that I've been trying to get people to get understand. Like economic protests would matter if people did it. Like you don't burn your fucking Nikes. Quit buying them. Like you know right. like shit like yeah. that. Like. Which I guess I'm talking to the wrong group of people, but you get the idea yeah, here, yeah. you know? Like, and black people have understood that for a long ass time. But, you know, like, I think that's one of the biggest things white people could do is, like, support black futures. Like, fucking make sure that a black person can fucking actually get into the middle class for fucking once. Yeah. You know, and you're doing something good for America because, like, we never got our 40 acres of mule. Mm hmm. 
all the land that they would have given away in South Carolina. Fucking, we should have ended on Mad Eye Boo. <laughs> but all the land that they were giving away, that they were going to give away in the Carolinas for that, uh, listen to an NPR, is apparently valued at like two hundred and fifty million dollars now. Mm. That's why we never got it. <laughs> um, my uncle Jeff. That pissed him off. He would be bitched about that till the day he died. <laughs> he lived in Australia. He's, he, the Navy took him there, and he was like, man, I want to get as far away as America as I could, and there's nowhere farther. <laughs> so like, if I go any farther, I come back around. Yeah, I, I thought he was the craziest person ever when he was alive, and I should have listened to that man. But uh, he was like, man, I never got my goddamn 40 acres and a mule. We never got that shit. I'm still mad about it. I was, <laughs> I was always like, you crazy. <laughs> All well, right, man, Steven, we appreciate so much. you being here. Appreciate you having me. Definitely want to maybe have you back yeah. <laughs> if this Hell. keeps. All right. Yeah, I'd, li- I'd like. I'd like to have. I'd like have to have brain tapes or the big yeah. dumb on the podcast. So, the anyways, big dumb man. would be kind of perfect right now because the big dumb has another biracial. Well, technically, Drew is biracial, yeah. but he's white passing. Yeah. Well, I mean, Javi's white passing too, but Javi is named Javi. Javi. And yeah, yeah. Kind of immediately, his mom is literally going back to El Salvador. Mm-hmm. In a few weeks, you know, he's been there and shit. He has this very, t- like, and Javi's just it. such an interesting person to talk to as he, well. He's done a lot of stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that's that's gonna be a good episode. Cool. All right, man. All right, night, everybody. Thanks. Good night. Goodbye.